Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. It said Jay Pepe. You know I'm in the room, chilling, kicking like I usually do, drinking. And somebody shot right through my back window, hit me in the chest. And I'm like, there's a dirty little secret. Danny's got something in his pants. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. <laughs> This is serious. This is serious. This is not a joke. This is serious. This is for real. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. And you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap them. They can make you slap somebody. Like, really? Um, I'm sorry, but they better check themselves before they wreck themselves. You ain't seen nothing yet until you see the flaming butthole. And there'll be people walking around all over America with flames coming out of their butthole. Just want to congratulate uh, the Indians on an unbelievable season. Uh, you guys did something that nobody would ever think you guys can do. Use this as inspiration and get ready for next year. It hurts because we care, but they need to walk with their head held high because they left nothing on the field. Welcome to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9, your final day of the week. We're online, WRQK.com. That's where you can see the rest of that LeBron message you just heard a little bit of there, uh, talking to the Indians about holding their head up high. He knows all about it. Lost a NBA championship series. Multiple times. Yeah. And then went back the next year and beat the Golden State Warriors. So he knows all about it. Joined this morning every weekday morning by the able-bodied Matthew Fantone. I heard this argument yesterday that LeBron's a little bit to blame for the Indians going down because of the karma of the 3-1 lead on the drum set of his Halloween party. And I mean, dude, people are just grasping at straws. And I mean, like, are you really buying into karma? I mean, like, and listen, I, I understand that there are people out there that do, but like, is that what you think? I don't know about sports. I would like to think that in life, that, that that if you put more good out, more good happens to you. Okay, I would like to buy that in life. What's the force behind that? People that don't like buy into religion or people that don't like buy into like a greater power. It's like, well, you're acknowledging that on some level there is some sort of greater I, power. I, well, I don't know if it's greater power. I'd like to think that the the, the world has a way of evening you out. A ba- like, a, like a balance, like a, like a scale? I, I, Although, I, you know? I mean, there's no proof of it. You yeah. Look, I mean, you look at Wall Street. Those dudes are about as evil as you can get, and they have more money than you and I will ever have. We like to believe it because it's like, well, if I do something good, I can kind of buy buy back there. Right. I can kind of, you know, even things out. But I don't know if that's necessarily true. I yeah. understand why people want it to be true. I don't think LeBron's to blame for the World and Series. How, how on earth is it? Uh, dude, these are two different different teams. It's, sports. Not, like, it's not like LeBron, sports LeBron doesn't play on, on, on the Indians. I know. So I don't know. I don't uh, buy it. You know, but people were it. trying to give him credit for, you know, the Indians winning. You know, they were saying, well, you know, he kind of reversed the yeah. culture around there. It's like, I you know, I think, dude, rosters matter, managers matter, and dude, at the end of the day, LeBron's not to blame for the tribe, you know, uh, blowing the World Series. It's the Cubs are to blame for hitting the hell out of the ball for three games straight. Yeah, I don't know if anybody, if the Indians won, would be like, you know what, LeBron, we got to get him a ring, too. <laughs> You're not giving him the credit, so I don't know. Oh, I would have voted for that, though. I, I would have voted for a tribe ring for LeBron, for I, sure. I, I don't know if it's fair to give him the blame. No, I can't. I can't blame him. I will that. say about LeBron James, though, last night, man, kicked the Celtics ass, dude. He looked awesome. Uh, dude's averaging essentially a triple-double over the years so far. He's really focused on, uh, on, 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 on on dishing out assists and things like that. So it uh, it's a good time to be a Cavs fan. Yeah. Are they still undefeated? Yeah. 
Yeah, they they won their fifth game in a row last night. Nice. And dude, small sample size still, so you sure. can't. You know, obviously they're going to lose games, but well, yeah, you have to. Right now, dude, they're firing on all cylinders. LeBron looks as hungry as he's ever looked, and uh, dude, just a sick dunk last night, like an alley oop from Kyrie to LeBron. It was awesome. I didn't stay up for it. Do you know who won that? Golden State Oklahoma City game. Golden State won one big time. Yeah. Did they win? They yeah, win. They, I think they won by like twenty points. Yeah. Oh, poor Russell. That's all right. Dude, you got a lot of games left on the season. You know, you're gonna lose. You're gonna go. Sure. They're gonna find sure. I just you know I wanted Russell Westbrook to win that game last night. I, I wanted I wanted the Thunder to win that game. I wanted I want a little positivity heading that guy's way. And now if we're gonna talk about like karma and like well then like Oklahoma City should never win anything because they stole Seattle's basketball team. You know what I mean? Like then then, then screw them and screw screw that karma. Okay, I, I thought maybe the karma would be on the people who decided it, not not you know not the not the not the players. Well, I mean you'd like to think that, but but LeBron isn't even a player on that team. So no, if if, if we're if we're going down the karma route, I'm saying screw Oklahoma okay, City. That's fine. That's that that's give so- Seattle their team back. <laughs> Would you rather have that team in Seattle? Um, I'd rather have a team in Seattle. I feel like the Supersonics were an institution of the NBA, and I felt like when they I do left, too. they got screwed over pretty hard. Especially, I mean, you got the Trailblazers right there, and you got Seattle right there. There's a, that's a good rivalry that part of the country is not going to have. It'd be really easy to add another two teams into the NBA. I think they could take it. I really do. Yeah, I think expansion might be good for the NBA. Yeah, throw a uh, throw a uh, a team in Seattle, and I don't know a team. I don't know maybe maybe another foreign team, maybe another like no a, no 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 no, yeah, no dude. They already got. Canada, so I figure why not throw in a Mexican team or something. Yeah, like baseball's that. got Canada too, and I don't, I'm not wild about it. I, uh, I do, I know build walls. That's I'm, I'm, I'm the build the wall for the sports teams guy. Send your best players over here, but you are not allowed to have a team. That's America. That's what we do with science too, <laughs> dude. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's America. Uh, so last night, Fantone was bartending yeah. at uh, at TD's tailgate on Tusk from five to seven. Little a uh, fundraising effort for the Canton Palace Theater. Did that end up being uh, uh, profitable? A roaring success, oh, especially when you consider that it's not my profit that it's going sure. into. So, of course, there's sure. money just falling out of the sky. Well, I mean, you got to take your 10% off the top. Uh, thank you so much to everybody that came out last night. I will not be taking 10% off the top. I know, I, I, know, I, got, I, know, I, know. I don't know if they know, though. They're going to be like, dude, Fantoni's stealing money from the Canton Palace Theater. Of um, course not. Yeah. So many people showed up last night. So many people opened up their their wallets, and, and, and it was awesome to see, and I really do appreciate it. Thank you to uh, Scott, the owner of TDs, who allowed all that to happen, Jessica, the bartender, um, she really was the one doing all the work. I yeah, was just, she really was working. I was just the one kind of like, oh, hey, what's up? Hey, you guys you want doing? to talk? I'll make jokes with you. Well, that's celebrity bartending. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was, uh, it was a, uh, it was great. It was awesome. Um, you can still make donations at wrqk.com. You can also buy tickets for Canton's Dancing with the Stars, November twelfth, and uh, make donations the night of. So all money going to the Canton Palace Theater, which truly is one of the gems of downtown Canton. And once again, I thank everybody for their support. Yeah, it was a good time last night, actually. Uh, Dude, it had been a while since I had dinner at TD's. The food's so good there. It's good there, man. It's good. Um, so I don't know if Scott told you, owner of TD's, he's opening a third one of those. I don't know if he's ready for me to announce this, but I'm going to do it yeah, anyway. Do it. Yeah, I was going to say. Just so he's moving into Jackson. Well, makes and, sense. And he found a building, and they're going to do all three of his uh, restaurants in that building. So you're going to get a TD's. You'll get another Twisted Citrus, which I think is smart. I think that really that's good. my favorite of of his restaurants is Twisted Citrus. And then you'll have another Cavatelli's in there as well. He's doing big things, Scott. 
Well, dude, I mean, honestly, all three restaurants are really good. And obviously, TD's is a pretty well-known name in Canton yeah, and, and in Stark County. And, dude, a little bit of brand expansion ain't nothing wrong with that. No, I am. Yeah, for Scott, man. Yeah, I'm totally all, 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 all Good for Scott. That. Do we have our, our, our contractual obligation with him taken care of? We've said TD's eight million times over the past week. Scott, you're good. You're cut, we're cutting you off, bro. I mean, dude, he was showing me the menu last night. <laughs> he was like, hey, man. He's like, I know you guys are going to wrap up this event tomorrow morning. He's like, talk about this. Talk about this. I'm like, Scott, I'm not talking about your foods. Scott, you have your own radio show, bro. Like, go talk about your own crap. Yeah, I mean, the, dude, the guy does mornings. On my one hundred and one seven. So, like, yeah, if if you, if you wanna if you wanna pimp your wares, Scott, you have an, you have a platform to do it. All right, I just want to warn the audience today. I'm on edge. Yeah, I yeah I uh, I do. I have not slept all week. It's a, it's at the end of the week, and uh, and I'm mad. <laughs> Like, I want to be able to, like, get off work and relax, but I can't. I got to go work the other job today. And so, like, I'm just, I have one of those, like, I haven't slept enough, so I have, like, a hangover headache. Right. It's kind of happening, and it's just kind of got me pissy. So if out of nowhere, he just is like, dude, why is he yelling he's about that? screaming. Just, give, just give me a couple of minutes, and I'll probably find my way back to Zen. Who knows? So somebody bring donuts up here, please. Well, I'll, no. <laughs> just please, somebody bring donuts up here. I don't know about that, but some high-powered good coffee wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Coffee, donuts, breakfast sandwiches, whatever you can bring, dude. <laughs> Cocaine hookers, just something to keep my boy calm down. The Indians had a historic run for us, and I have said you should hold your head up high, and you should be happy about you know uh, the fact that they had a good year, and you got one of the best game sevens in World Seven, or uh, I'm sorry, or, I'm sorry, in World Series history, you got one of the best game sevens ever, and uh, and I was happy to see it. We've actually converted some people into Indians fans through this season, and I'll give you that list next on the Stansbury Show. Oh six nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. Uh, addressing the podcast issue, this is one of those things where apparently you can go to the website and listen to the podcast just fine. It's through the online app where there are issues. It is being worked on, I am told, from well above my pay grade. This is now corporates now involved in this. I know there are a few episodes of the podcast people want more than the others, and you're searching for them and the like, and believe me, I know. I know, it's the only reason I did that damn show was to get the web numbers up for my boss. And now, of course, in true Stansbury luck fashion, you can't find it and it's an issue and uh, they're working on it. There's something simultaneously like reassuring and disappointing that this is a corporate problem because it's like, well, at least it's not Stansbury's fault. Right. And like, there's a little bit of like, well, at least it's not our building's fault because like, uh, you know, you, you know, you can't, you can't get pissed off at Bob Pittman. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. But at the same time, I mean, corporate, you know, this is an issue. You are the biggest media company on the face of the planet. Get it fixed. What is going on? You'd think. I would think. I would, I would th- hope. I would pray. You would think. But gosh, I don't know. I, I, dude, I'm just I'm throwing my hands up in the air on it. I, I I don't know what else I can do. I can't do anything else. Go to the website. You can listen to all the podcasts there. Correct. I from what I've been told. But I'm hesitant to tell people that because. I don't know if that's true or not, or if I'm just being told that, so I'll be quiet about it. I don't know. Shut up, idiot. They're all there. People hate your show. People hate you. Why would they want to listen to it? 91 KDD, baby. (laughs) If you haven't seen the the video, rather, of the Indians fan knocking the Cubs fan out, you can do so at WRQK.com. Now, I want to uh, actually, I want to send a shout out to the Marathon Refinery. Uh, uh, Dude, apparently a lot of those guys listen over there. Hell yeah. And uh, a friend of mine, her dad is like an engineer there. 
Okay. And he called her yesterday and said, have you seen this video? He's like, I, you know, and he knows, you know, she used to work in radio. He said, you know, there's this guy down here. He does, you know, it's the Stansbury show. He's like, and these guys were talking about, he's like, and everybody at work's talking about this video now because of those guys. He's like, do you know them? And she's like, yeah. She's like, I've known Dan 15 years. I've known him a long, long time. And, and, and this is so uh, through that conversation I had with her yesterday, I found out apparently all of Marathon just listens to us all morning while they're, uh, while they're out there working. So we appreciate it, guys. Thanks for that. Yeah. Now, also, another Indian story here where apparently Mike Napoli was doing his best, best J.R. Smith yesterday morning. Like, there's fan photos online of Mike Napoli just walking around downtown shirtless Thursday morning. The weather was warm. Obviously, Mike Napoli's, uh he had a little bit of warmth down in his belly. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure liquor had something to do with this. Um, and there's something about like just taking your shirt off when you're drunk and walking around. It, there's something I don't know if I want to say it's freeing or that if sounds it's, like a you thing for sure. Oh, dude, for sure. Yeah. Like like during the summertime, like if I go camping, I'm not wearing a shirt the entire time, and I'm just swilling Bud Lights and drinking Jack Daniels, and like that's 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 like that is a really good place for me. I really, always, I always feel like yeah. I'm a man not wearing a shirt. Me shirtless is a bad place for everybody. <laughs> nobody wants nobody wants that. I'll, now, Napoli, obviously, free agent now. A lot of people have their opinions about what the tribe should do with Napoli, and if he's willing to take a little bit of a pay cut and move around the lineup or whatever, I think you probably try to find a way to keep him, but I don't know if that'll be the case. I think it was, it's, you know, don't get me wrong, you have to grade people on the body of work that they give you. Um, Mike Napoli didn't necessarily have the best postseason. No, he did not. But was a very important but vital piece to get to the postseason. Of what the, of what the, of what the Indians were able to do, and I'm not saying that just because you're a regular season performer, that means you should get paid clutch money, but at the same time, time this whole like dude Mike Napoli sucks Mike Napoli sucks it's not true it's not true no he's pretty good Mike Napoli is now I'm a little confused here because this photo shows him walking hand in hand with a young woman okay who, who is a brunette okay but last night before I went to bed I like was reading the internet and there was like this whole article of Mike Napoli has the hottest girlfriend in World Series history, and it's like this super hot blonde with fake boobs. So, I... I I'm to be confused about Sansbury. Come on! I, I, so, I mean, is Napoli stepping out on one of these women, or if not both? I, like, is that what's... Is that what's happening here? Uh, Mike Napoli is a, uh, what do I want to say, very successful baseball player. Has made a ton of money over his career. And I am not going to be shocked if I find out that he is cheating on his bleach blonde faked boob girlfriend. That's not going to shock me. That's not. I'll say this. This woman in this photo of him walking around shirtless in downtown Cleveland, that looks like a Cleveland girl. Like his girlfriend, like from the looks internet, or, yeah, looks like a California girl, like from another area. This woman here, that looks like one of Cleveland's finest. And here's the thing, dude, Ohio has beautiful women in it. I, I'm not one of those guys that's like, oh, well, you're Ohio hot. Like, dude, Ohio, dude, I've lived all over this country. Ohio has hot ass women in it. Yeah, they're out there. No matter where you go, no matter what trailer park you're in or, or gated neighborhood, you're gonna find some hot rods. They they they're just For out sure. there. They keep making new ones like all the time. There's always like a new a new class of them coming out. Hit eighteen every day. You know, it's just the way it works. So Naps walking around without a shirt on, doing his best J.R. Smith. 
Chicago Cubs fan John Cusack says he's an Indians fan now. Now he says, now don't get me wrong, I'm a Cubs fan and that's always going to be my team. He's like, but you guys fought hard. He fought through you know, a ton of injuries, took us to a game seven. And he said he found the Cleveland Indians fans to be gracious and to be really cool. And he has, I, he says, I have a whole new respect for Cleveland now. He's like, I have, he's like, I have. He, this is what he tweeted out. I get the Cleveland thing now. It's all about the heart. I like John it. Cusack. Appreciate it. I like Cusack, man. I uh, that's been a guy I've always been a fan of, like movie wise. Like I just watched fourteen oh eight the other day for Halloween because I was struggling to find a, a you know a good scary movie. John Cusack, Samuel L. Jackson, right there. It's a good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, obviously there's going to be a little bit of bad blood between two teams when they lose a championship series. One yes. of them loses, you know, but. I don't feel like any like anger towards Cubs fans. I don't feel any hatred. I don't even feel like we got to do this again. Like, don't get me wrong. I, hey, if we play another great series of baseball with them, like that's awesome. But it, it just you know maybe it's because both teams have been in bad places and 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 both you know fan bases needed this kind of. But I just don't feel angry. I saw this uh, picture of the catcher Ross, whatever that guy, Jonathan Ross, I think his name was David Ross. David Ross, um, and he was like. Holding the World Series trophy and like cheese, like fifty cheesing on the plane, and I'm like, good for that guy, dude. If it would have been Steph Curry holding the Larry O'Brien trophy, I'd have been ready to strangle him. Yeah, I, I well, strangle him. Ross retiring, like he had said that before the series. I think in the middle of the season, he said, "This is my last year." So I'm with you there. I I, I kind of like that, and. I will admit, full disclosure here, transparency is my boss's favorite word. In, okay. in the interest of transparency, if the if the Cavaliers had not won the NBA title, I would have felt worse about this for yeah. sure. Yeah. And I would have a little bit of maybe a more hate in my heart for Cubs fans and Cusack and Bill Murray and that kind of thing. But given the fact that we just won a championship and we know what this is like, and it was just four or five months ago, I can kind of look at Chicago, even though they've won one. I think you looked this up yesterday. Was it 11 titles since like 85 or something like 11 that? 11 since 2000. Oh, 2000. 2000. Dude, they have plenty of titles oh. in Chicago. Plenty of titles. Cubs never got one. So I can kind of look at that fan base and go, enjoy it. I kind of know what that's like. I can feel that. So enjoy it. Um, I, One thing now, not piss off at Cubs fans, not piss off at the Cubs, not piss off at Chicago, really. But one thing that did happen to me yesterday, um, I, my hatred for ESPN grew a little bit deeper. I don't even watch it. And they tweeted. It wasn't even something that I, I wasn't even watching ESPN. I just saw something on Twitter and they tweeted this picture or it was like a gif of like on the top half. It was the last play of the World Series on the bottom half. It was the shot Jordan over uh, over Craig Elo. And it said Chicago knocks Cleveland out of the playoffs dot 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 again. And dude, I was dude, I was ready. I was ready to strangle somebody. I, I we have knocked the Bulls out of the playoffs a hundred times since since that shot, and never once has it been like, oh, oh, dude, Cleveland getting their revenge right there. And then all of a sudden, it's like World Series game comparable to Michael Jordan hitting that shot. No, it's not. No, it's not. Furious about that. Okay, now going back to Napoli and his girlfriend thing here. Yeah. I'm hearing that that is the same girl. She just dyed her hair. Nice. Now, it's a little bit of a foggy photo from afar, but it doesn't even look like the same woman. Um, but maybe she dyed her hair. Maybe maybe that did happen. Chicks that can look hot as a blonde or a brunette. Oh, it's oh. the best. Hats off to you, girls. Now, I'm a brunette guy. Like That's like my, normally my, that's my, my standard. Not that blondes aren't hot. Don't get me wrong. But I am with you, yes. To put it into baseball terms, a chick that can hit from both sides of the plate like that, that's big. That's huge. That's good stuff That's right huge there. in my world. Yeah, I agree. I love that.
All right. Okay, good. It's good to know Napoli's only putting the wood on one chick and absolutely no baseballs in the World Series. All right. I'd like to see Napoli back. I think he's good for... Well, he was good for that whole hashtag party at Napoli's thing, and well, I think he's a good locker room kind of guy. I feel like he was part of, you know, he and Kipnis kind of had that kinship there, and I felt like that was infectious and kind of led to the, like the rest of the locker room. And they're all they all seem to be friends and worked well. It did, yeah. It seemed to it seemed to be a team there. I guess Francisco Lindor after the game ran into a fan and like hugged her and said, "We tried our best to win it all for you." It's amazing that guys who just aren't from here don't know that don't have like a full understanding of the history play here but then can get it through like the look on people's faces and it's good to know that they care about that you know i know it's their job and they just kind of punch in and punch out and kind of do it you know but it's kind of it's good when they you know when they think about it all right sorry napoli i didn't mean to like accuse you of doing something just in the matter of like 12 hours i saw two different girls and i was like well i mean you're not married. That is kind of what you should do if you're a professional baseball player. No. A man has been arrested, and I feel like Fantone sent me this email because it's like a crystal ball of how I may be <laughs> arrested sometime soon. We'll give you that story next on the Stansbury. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online, WRQK.com. This video of party fails you found this morning, dude, is pretty funny. It's good stuff. Everybody's been there before. Sure. You're just drunk as hell. Somebody's like, yeah, let's do this. And you're like, yeah, we can do that. What is the biggest party fail you've ever had? Um... uh I don't know a lot of alcohol poisoning. Like yeah. that's 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 a big party fail. Um, I'm definitely uh, I'm, I'm I'm prone to drop things when I'm drunk. Like I'm not real good with like the grip motor skills. So I've knocked over plenty of of alcohols and places where you're not really supposed to. Too like some some houses it doesn't matter. You do you pour your beer on the floor, nobody cares. Uh, but I've definitely been, and especially when I was younger, like dude, you can't spill anything. My mom's gonna be back tomorrow morning. If we make a mess, I'm gonna be in so much trouble and Fantone just boom whoops you're a little clumsy yeah I am a little bit not a lot of awareness around you uh, that way dude I uh, I fell into a fire once jeez yeah we were we had, we had a, uh, like a fire in the backyard and it was like one of those parties where you're just drinking booze straight out of a bottle Ugh. And you know, by, by you know, sun's not even down yet. You already got your armor on your buddy. I love you, man. I mean, we've known each other since fifth grade. You're just the best. We gotta do this more often, man. Right. It was like one of those, and I like tripped over a railroad tie, and I felt like in a fire. Jeez. Yeah, that was bad news, bears. It was not good. Hospital visit? Nah. Okay. Got up, duster off there. Yeah. You're gonna be fine. I mean, luckily it was a fire. And so, like, you know, it was at, you know, nighttime. You got jeans and a sweatshirt on there, and they yanked me out of there pretty quick. Like okay. it was, I mean, I was laughing the whole time. Okay. So. Just young and dumb. Yeah. You to know, be, it's one of those things. To be underage drinking again. Dude, I got some stories about you drinking from when you were a little bit of a kid last night. Your mom was at your celebrity bartending thing last yeah, night. Yeah, she was. Apparently, there was, like, some hell house that you lived in where, like, where, where the times were just bad. Oh, dude, yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was, I was running a house, and me and two of my buddies, and I think we were, like, 
19, 20, 21 when yeah, we she were says you there. celebrated your twenty first birthday there. And it was a uh it was a disaster. It was a uh <laughs> She said she used to drive past that house and worry about you every day. That was one of the dark chapters there. Is that right? Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of substance abuse issues well, going 20, on. Twenty twenty one, that's what I mean what that's what you're doing. Right, yeah, that's what, what you're doing. doing. Yeah. So it was good times, but it was bad times too. <laughs> Dude, I'm not going to lie to you. My mom came to the celebrity guest bartending. My aunt, uh, one of my cousins came as well. And All right, so that was your cousin and her boyfriend, correct. right? Not the other way around? Yeah, okay, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, was, it was my cousin and her boyfriend. Um, and it was one of those situations where, like, don't get me wrong, in some situations, Stansberry is awful to be out with in public. Just awful. He's terrible. He doesn't want to talk to anybody. Social social anxiety coming out the A ass. A little bit, yeah. But every now and then, Stansberry can throw the charm on. And last night, he when was standing. When I want to. He was standing. Standing at the table where like all my family was standing and just schmoozing it up and everyone's laughing. That's your family. And then they start like looking over at me and I can tell people are looking at me and I'm celebrity guys bartending. I'm just trying to get Bud Lights out to people. I'm doing things <laughs> and I'm like, what are they talking about? What are they talking about? What are they talking about? And I'm rubbing my face and I'm all stressed out about it and I can just tell like my aunt's looking at me and like, oh yeah, haha, this <laughs> happened too. And I'm like, shut up. Quit telling things. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was I was schmoozing with the family. Yeah, last you night. were. Well, it's your family. You yeah, know what I mean. You, you gotta be nice to them. Yeah, you were. Yeah, Stansberry working working the crowd. I'll tell you like. who I really enjoyed. Who's that? And who I feel like I honestly who I might go play some golf with. Who's that? Is your girlfriend's dad? Oh yeah, he's a great guy. Great guy. Yeah, I didn't expect him to be that cool. No, he's a. Uh, what do I want to say? Um, I expected he, a little bit more uptight. No, nah, he's a. Uh, he's a dad that da- that his daughter's already moved out. You know, he's got his own place, doing Easy his own street. thing. Yeah, dude. I mean, honestly, he's had the had the same job he's had his entire life, and is just honestly like kicking ass in life, dude. Wrote, dude, he's my hero. That guy. No, seriously, like he's my new idol. That guy put, dude, he put six thousand miles on a bicycle this year. Yeah, riding like the towpath thing, and uh, dude, I kind of like biking. He would go from Maslin. Up to like Valley View, yeah. So he takes that 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 scenic trailway or whatever. Do, but I mean to do that like that, multiple far. multiple times a week. Like oh yeah, he was like all right, stop by you know over in Akron, and I'm like dude, you're driving your bike to Akron. He's like oh, I go all the way up to Valley View, six thousand miles insane. on a bicycle. That's crazy. So apparently he plays a little golf. So I yeah. uh, do that may that may happen. I may become friends with you with with your old lady's old man. Worlds are colliding, Jerry. Single George. Relationship charge yeah. must never meet. <laughs> never get together there. Yeah, no, but dude, yeah, uh, her dad was awesome. I enjoyed him. Yeah. His friend was uh, was a good time too. His friend actually wants to be the third chair on uh, on the show, <laughs> and uh, he, dude, I gotta tell this story. I have to. He, he, his friend just told me, he's like, I should be the third guy on the show. I was like, okay, well, everybody I meet says that. So yeah. I was like, why? I was like, so what? Made? He's like, dude, I'm really good about talking about double penetration. I was like. He's like, we'll get you a whole new audience. He's like, dude, we'll get some senior citizen bitches up in there, and they'll be having multiple orgasms, dude. It's going to be a great time. I just, I wasn't expecting any of that. Oh, I was whoa. just like, what has happened? Oh. I was like, I just ordered macaroni and cheese like an 11-year-old. Let's not talk about DP. Dude, how good is that mac and cheese at TDs, by the way? It's so good. Yeah, yeah, the chorizo mac and cheese. It was, it was pretty good. My food addiction, pretty heavy. Maybe not as bad as this guy. So okay. a guy called Domino's the other night, right? Okay. This dude's 60, Okay. So the delivery driver comes to the door, and I know you sent this to me because you see, you think that this is what I'm going to do one day, and I might. I'm not, I, mean, I can't put it past myself, so like I might. So the delivery driver comes to this guy's door and says, "Okay, you know, here's your, you know, pizza, and here's your breadsticks. It's this much." And the guy says, "Well, you know, I have store credit." And so the driver is like looking at the receipt. Well, there's no notation here that says that or whatever. You know, I'm gonna have to call my manager. So calls the manager and says. You know, this guy claims he has store credit, and the manager says, no, he doesn't. You know, make sure he gives you the money. 
Yeah, some kind of life you must be living if you have store credit at Domino's. Like, yo, just put it on my tab. Just put it on the tab. I got store credit at Hungry Howie's right now. Jeez. I do. I do. I love that place, dude. So, the you know, they call back in. He does not have store credit. So the, so the driver says, you know, you owe us this money. So the guy panics, opens the box, starts shoving pizza and breadsticks into his mouth, trying to <laughs> Trying to finish it before he has to pay. And I thought, I was like, and I, when I first read this this morning, I was like, who would do that? And then I slowly started to raise my hand. I was like, I would absolutely do that. Especially put you in like a desperate situation. Like put you, you know, on the ropes, put you Stansberry, food insecure, hasn't been able to buy decent food in a while. And dude, I'm telling you right now, I think that's a very real possibility for you. If we lose our jobs within two weeks, Dan Stansberry, front page of the Canton Repository, shoving pizza down his gullet as fast as possible before the cops get there. You know what, Repository? Why does that got to be the thing that puts me on the front page? Three years here doing extremely well. Rated pretty high. You can put me on the front page of the paper before I rob Domino's, right? No, yeah. uh, Robbing Domino's. I don't know if if if, because like let's be real. The 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 delivery guy could have walked away, right? I mean, he could have just called cops, left the pizza, and and I mean, would you would you you fight for that pizza? Are you gonna? I mean, the guy's jail. I mean, they put him in jail for it. (laughs) At some point, and I you know I wanted to ask you this question. With the ordering of the pizza. All right. So, like, I used Hungry Howie's is, for some reason, the only pizza place that will come downtown. Like, for uh, for some reason, they're the only ones that will do it. And so, their food's pretty good, so I actually use it. But I order through their online app all the time on my phone. Now, you can choose to pay via debit card or cash with the app. Now, okay. a lot of times, I'll pick cash because, you know, I bartend, have some money laying around the house. But at what point are these places to avoid things like this going to go, you know what, much like pumping gas, it's pay before you you know, you know, pump, and you must use your card, and we're not sending the food until it clears. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense. I don't understand why you as a business would put yourself in that situation. Of- at least maybe a hold on the debit card and pay cash when you get to the door, like something. Or, you know, like... Like grocery stores that have like self checkouts, they you have to use like your card to like so it knows who you are. Who you yeah. are, yeah. So maybe yeah. you have to be if you want to use cash, you're going to have to be enrolled in the Hungry Howie's Rewards program or something like that, you know. But at the end of the day, they have Dude, your their pizza is a rewards. They, program. they have your information. They know where you live. They know who you are. They know your name. Yeah, they I guess have you your called. Fo- they you have, have your, your address. Yeah. yeah, they have all the information they're really going to need. I uh, do. When I read that this morning, I was like, "Yeah, at sixty years old, I don't know if I could put that past me. I may, I may just start shoving pizza and breadsticks in my mouth, trying not to pay for the food there." There's a guy who got probation. He's an Ohio man, committed a crime, and he's getting probation. And when I tell you the story, all of you are going to go, "Yeah, yeah, that's what that's, that's the way it should be." And in reality, what you're doing is arguing for people to be able to commit crimes. Because that you like this crime that this guy committed. I'll tell you what it is next on the Sandsbury. Canton's Rock Station, Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 1069, online, wrqk.com. Really funny video there of party fails. We've all been there. Just a little too much booze. Can't handle it. I can't believe the one guy who's trying to like dunk in beer pong. He like jumps off the second floor and it's like, dude, that was never going to go good. Even if you were sober, that wasn't going to go good. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that was going to work out. I don't no. know. I think I don't think that plan was drawn up all that well. I think, Fantone, you'll be happy to find out that official show hater, Kenneth, is back. Really? Back. Yeah, no, he says he's willing. Uh, since we were talking about pizza delivery, he says, I'll send you four pizzas if you'll shut up. 
Yeah. Kenneth, here's what I wanted to do with you, buddy. Because he is forced to listen to the program because of where he works. Everybody else that works there wants to listen and won't let him change the radio. So, Kenneth, maybe what we'll do is we'll take you to one of these job fairs that we always uh, you know, promote during the commercial breaks. You've got connections, startjobs.com. Yeah, go to startjobs.com, get a new job. Yeah. That way you're happier, I'm happier, because I don't have to hear your fat mouth you know, run over Facebook. I don't have to hear you bitch. And we'll both be happy, you big douchebag loser. Or, How about that? Or, or if you can get four pizzas up here, we might shut up, dude. I don't know, dude. Pizzas and 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 we don't have to talk the rest of the morning, bro. Come on, Stansberry. Somebody might be able to buy me for a decent pot of coffee today. Come on, I'll say that. Come on. All right, I'm gonna have to try to keep my cool during this next story because, like I said before the break, to tease this for you, most of you when I hear when you hear me say this are gonna go, "Yeah, he got what he deserved." And I just don't subscribe to that theory. Okay. Okay. And an Ohioan, Ohio man out of Columbus, has been convicted of beating his wife's heroin supplier with a baseball bat. And he's going to do no time for this. He was sentenced to probation by an Ohio judge who noted uh, extensive support for the defendant from a community fed up with drug problems. People are fed up with drug problems. For sure. And I understand that. And you that. should be. I understand that. That's, it's a horrible thing that's happening. The Columbus Dispatch reports Edwin Sabani uh, II there could, fa- could have faced eight years in prison, but was sentenced Wednesday to two years of probation for felonious assault. Franklin County Judge Charles Schneider says he doesn't support vigilante justice, but concluded that Sabani is unlikely to reoffend. Schneider said he received lots of letters in support of him before sentencing, and people offered to pay his legal bills. The 38-year-old apologized in court for the December beating, which left the alleged supplier with skull fractures. Skull fractures. Somebody says he was trying to protect his family. Okay. Now, I know people feel all different kinds of ways about this. Heroin, bad, obviously. Okay? And I understand that drug dealers are a scourge, right? And that we need to stop drug dealing. I'm with that. But we have systems in play here. Are they effective? Whether they are or not, it doesn't mean we can go to... I mean, dude, you could break down every law at that point and go, well, are they effective? Well, then I don't have to... You know what I mean? Is the is the no texting and driving law effective? I don't know. Does that mean I can just start texting and driving when I want? It's like you can't... You cannot be decent and support vigilante justice. You just can't. This is the same thing like when you hear about a guy who like touched kids and they like good and they kill him. Oh, well, he got what he deserved. Go to hell. And it's like, yeah, I understand that feeling, but you can't really support vigilante justice. Otherwise, the whole system crumbles. Sooner or later, then somebody's going to feel like they have the right to beat you with a baseball bat for something you did. I guess the argument is there is that, well, I already feel that the system has crumbled. You know, I've tried to report this guy to the law. Nothing's happened. This this guy's a known heroin dealer throughout the community. Police officers know about this and nothing happens. He continues to be able to push this poison out into the streets. There's a, 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 a line in the sand where, you know, you can say that, well, for the integrity of the judicial process and the criminal system, we're going to have to, you know, keep, keep you know, the, the law out of the hands of the people, but there's going to be a time when people say enough is enough and it's in any situation. Obviously, the line's going to be different everywhere, but if this guy, you know, and I'm not trying to justify it for him because at the end of the day, I'm on your side, but this guy felt like this was the only thing he could do to protect the life of his wife. I I don't know. I would have said the other thing you could have do is put her in the car and force her into a rehab program. 
that you you could have done that. You can't force people into rehab. You well, I mean, you could you could say I mean you can make the bottom come to your your drug addict wife though. You could bring the bottom to them. We've 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 tried to have her in rehab. She's 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 checked herself out. She's not. You I, dude, know, you, I mean, you can talk to me till you're blue in the face. There's absolutely no reason for you to beat somebody else with a baseball bat. I don't care what it is. There's no reason for you to do that. That's you have now brought yourself down to the criminal level. What did your mother tell you your entire life? I don't care what anybody else is doing. You do this. If everybody else jumps off a bridge, you're gonna do that. That's those are the kind of teachings your parents give you. Not to do that. You don't go down to somebody. Do you don't you live up to your standards, not down to somebody else's. Um, I guess you know. It, it, yes, those are the lessons, but th- that's that's not necessarily giving you know a, a fair look at the at the nuance of every situation. You got to understand. I have a different view of this than a lot of you do as well. Is that I still place a lot of blame on the heroin addict, not the supplier. I still look at the person using the drugs and say, this is your fault. This is your problem. And part of the reason I will do that is, is that if this supplier ran out of heroin, that heroin addict, this guy's wife doesn't go, okay, no heroin today. She starts going down the street, someone else, and starts looking for the person who has the drug. It's not the dealer. It's the drug. Okay, so what are you going to do? Beat every heroin dealer up? Now, I'm not arguing for there to be heroin dealers on the street. It's not what I'm saying. But a drug addict doesn't wake up. It's not like if you go to the store and be like, oh, they don't have it. I guess I'm going home. No. This is something that these people feel as if they cannot live without and that she's going to go find another dealer. It's not the dealer's fault. It's not. There's already laws against drug dealing. So catch the guy. Put the guy in jail for dealing the drugs. I'm for that. But I cannot look at a community full of people and say, you know what? If the cops aren't arresting drug dealers, go get bats and take to the street. What do you tell those people? I to tell them that I am sorry. I, I don't have that answer, but the, but the cops are, are there for a reason. And this isn't up to you to go fix it. Because then what do I do on every other crime? What do I say to every other crime? Well, no, but that's drug dealing. No, I'm sorry, but that's heroin, and that's really special. Your crime doesn't matter, so you can't go beat that guy up. But if your wife was getting drugs from him, you could. You can't do that. Is there any situation where it is okay to essentially, I guess, take the law into your own hands? I mean, if you walk up on somebody who's when you when you frame it, is there any situation I will always have to leave the door open? I mean, if I came home and somebody's raping my twelve year old daughter, and then yeah, I probably beat that dude up. Why not? Why not just call the cops? But I'm stopping the crime in the moment. Okay, you stop the crime. Do you continue to get to hit him? Do you? Is it? Is no, it once you pull I, you, him off your once you pull you him off your daughter? You subdue him and wait for the cops to get there to arrest him. At, at the moment, like if I, I guess if I saw the guy selling a packet of heroin to my wife, would I punch him in the face? Maybe. Okay, but this guy went out with a bat hunting for this dude. He went out for this. Isn't justice? It's vengeance. That's the difference. Those are two different things. That's why there's two different words. This isn't justice, it's vengeance. And I'm watching people pass this around on Facebook and Twitter and go, yeah, got what he deserved, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what that is? That's bloodlust. That makes you a criminal. That's bloodlust. It's not the same thing as somebody getting what they deserve. Jail is what he deserves. That's what this country has decided is the rightful punishment for drug dealing is jail, not skull fractures. Can't have it both ways. Can't want drug dealers off the street because they're criminals. Drug dealers are criminals. But then you want vigilantes out there with bats because those aren't criminals? Probation, not enough. This dude should be sent to jail. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Thanks. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9 at 9 o'clock. You'll get hooked up with Gallagher tickets. He's playing the Canton Palace Theater tomorrow. 
Also at the Palace Theater, this is on the 12th, Fantone's uh, Dancing with the Canton Stars. Keep that in mind as well. Yeah, get yourself some tickets to that. Go make a donation online. Uh, shout out to everybody again who showed up at TD's tailgate and uh, was 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 very generous with their wallets. And uh, yeah, dude, Reed showed up. Uh, Mark showed up. Shocker. And uh, a couple of different people. It was very, very nice of you guys. I appreciate you. It was a good time last night. At 8 o'clock, we'll get a look ahead at your high school playoff football schedule there. Who's playing who and all that. I think it's 10 Stark County teams that are in the playoffs. It's pretty big there. And again, if you have not seen the video of the Cubs fan getting knocked out by the Indians fan, people seem to really like that video. It's online at WRQK.com. I saw something about that this morning, um, and this obviously doesn't indicate guilt on the Cubs fan side, but I guess that guy has a pretty lengthy um, a criminal history really? of of uh, assault, of fighting, of of like uh, harassment and stuff like that. So who knows what words were said before this knockout sure. happened. Like any video, we don't know what led up to it. But I will say... That if you watch the video, the Cubs fan does kind of square up like he knows a punch might be happening. So my guess would be it's that you knew you had said something, maybe had done something that could elicit a reaction that, that way. And again, not that it's ever right to take violence in your own hands. I just spent 15 minutes of previously talking about that. Never right to punch a dude? I mean, every guy's got a line, and if you cross it, you're probably going to get hit. Okay, Is that always going to be wrong? I mean... I, I would like to think that as an adult, you could solve most of your problems without violence now. Like, I can't think of a reason I would punch somebody now. You grab my girlfriend's ass, walk into a bar. Yeah. Okay. Then, yeah, I'm probably punching you. Why not just call the cops? But, uh, uh all right. That is the better way to do it. I, I, again, man, I'm not, it's not that I am, uh, I'm perfect and the rest of you are beneath me. That's not, that wasn't the point of that. And that, uh, am I going to be, am I going to mess up and, 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 and have mistakes too? Yes. But if you go out with a baseball bat and hunt down drug dealers and smack them in the head with it and cause skull fractures, I'm sorry, you're a criminal and I don't trust you anymore and you need to be locked up. And I don't agree with the judge who said, well, I don't think he'll reoffend. This is the only reason he did it. My thing is, you're capable of it. I'm not sure I'm capable of taking a bat and beating somebody in the head with it to where I fracture their... I'm not sure I'm capable of that. But you could that it touch your girlfriend's ass and you could have cracked his skull open. Ah, you're, you're more likely to, be, to create serious damage with a baseball bat than you are with a fist. But capable of. Every, I mean, dude, you hit a guy hard enough and he hits his head on a, on a, on a, on a table or something. I'm not, sure I, I'm not sure I have enough power in my punches to do that. And I and, and again, I'm not saying it would be right for me to punch that guy. It would not be right for me to punch that guy. I may do it. The, the situation may overtake me. But if that being said, if that bar management called the cops and I got arrested, I'd be like, well, dude, I just assaulted somebody. I, I, I would have to see it that way. You can't just take a baseball bat and go, well, drug dealers are bad. I'm going to handle it. That's a terrible system. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, why not? Because of the floodgate it opens. That snowball goes downhill and it starts as a pebble and before you know it, it could bulldoze houses over. You can't just let people take the law into their own hands. You just can't do it. I, I, don't, I mean, I can't believe I have to like rationalize that kind of thought process to, to grown-ups. I can't believe I have to do that. A 19-year-old girl is on the Dr. Phil show. She claims she is pregnant. Okay. Uh... She has failed numerous pregnancy tests. 
and had been denied a blood test by doctors. And she set to undergo an ultrasound on an upcoming episode, but the family members of her church are certain that she is not pregnant. She told Dr. Phil, I know my pregnancy is real. And she says that she is pregnant with the baby Jesus. She says here, I was sleeping one night. My baby punched me at the bottom of my stomach and kicked me. I can feel his head right here, right below the belly button, as she points. I don't care if my family disowns me. It really comes down to if you're a true believer in Jesus or not. I don't care what home pregnancy test or a doctor says. When I give birth to my baby, no one is going to deny him because he's my savior. Her mom, Christy, told the show that she fears her daughter is delusional and a compulsive liar. 19-year-old had falsely claimed to be an American Idol contestant once before, a kidney donor, and Eminem's daughter. Wow. Haley also told Dr. Phil that she was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia, but her medical records show no, no such diagnosis. Okay. So they went to Dr. Phil, of all people, to find her help. I guess maybe there is like you just an, don't get it. an end of the rope where you're like, you know what? We've tried to talk to every doctor in our town. We've tried to talk, talk to every doctor in our county. We've tried to talk to every doctor in our state. I don't know what else we're going to do other than go talk to Dr. Phil. But like people who go on the shows, I'm just like, God, what is happening in your life where you decide like, hey, putting this on the Dr. Phil show, that's my last line of defense. Are they paid to go on stuff like that? Um, Are you paid to be on Dr. Phil? I, know, I don't know. I know people that have been on um, the People's Court, and I think they got like paid something, but it's not like you get paid paid. You know what I mean? Like it's like you get like you know, it's, it's not a salary or anything. I don't know where he films. Is it Los Angeles? I mean, there are people out there who, for just a trip to L.A., would do stuff. But if she thinks. She's a paranoid schizophrenic, but her diagnosis doesn't come up with that. But I mean, if she thinks she's pregnant with the baby Jesus, there's obviously some kind of mental condition happening here. I mean, I guess like, well, where is the line of mental condition? Is it a mental condition if you're lying for attention? I mean, does she really believe this or does she just want the attention of being on the doctor? How do you prove what she really believes versus what she just is, is trying to get away with? I guess there is a little bit of. Is she really pregnant with the baby Jesus? No. Now, as as somebody who's not in particularly a uh, a believer on my end, I feel like well, the, the immaculate conception and and, and, and and all that that's all very suspect to me. I'm I'm a, I'm an evidence guy. But if you are a like true to the true to the heart believer that like hey the Bible is telling me what happened. This is this is truly what it is. And why? Yet, why is this so far out of the out of the? It's a fair point, and those are the same people that are going to tell this girl she's committing blasphemy. Where in reality, it's like her story's no more crazy than Mary's was. Because you're right, Mary was like, "No, I didn't sleep with that dude, but I'm pregnant." If anything, probably a little bit. What less a good crazy. book that was, man! Dude, that book was good. I mean, if if and let's be real, we can put this on a million different like Christian religious stories where like if I come back down from the mountaintop talking about the burning bush talking to me, everybody's looking at me like I'm insane. Everybody, and rightfully so. In the back of the wagon, buddy. Right. Yeah. And like, why is it so outside of the realm of possibilities that during biblical times this was all very real and very, very you know, this was literally happening, but for it to happen nowadays, people, you know, even even the purest of believers, even the uh, you know, hey, I go to church three times a week. They're going to look at you like you're nuts. 
Yeah, I gotta admit, if somebody walked up to me and said, "Hey, I'm pregnant with the baby Jesus," I I think I call nine one one immediately. Of course you do, because you you know not you know you, you, let's let's be real. Your faith isn't your strongest suit, but there's people out there. No, I have no faith there's whatsoever. Pe- there's people out there who who true to the heart believe you know Jesus turned water to wine, and so you believe that, and you have faith in that, and you believe like you honestly think that happened, but you can't wrap your head around this. You know what's surprising about that is that people buy that stuff from the Bible because it was so long ago that they're like, well, it might have happened. I wasn't there. But because you're right there, you don't think it could ever be possible. Isn't it weird that you're that, that people who believe in this stuff are more likely to trust something that happened forever and a day ago than something that is happening right in front of them? You're right about that. Because those are the same people that would be like, "There's you're not pregnant with the baby Jesus. No, and she's not. So everybody should be saying that. I'm just saying it's it's it's. I don't want to say like. I guess hypocritical might not be the right word, but it's a head scratcher to me for sure. Of like, I, so you can't you can't believe in modern miracles, but you believe all of this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. Personally, I don't. I don't get the whole thing. I think the girl's disturbed. I think she's mentally unstable. I think she's probably a danger to her or somebody else. I can't wait for this chick to have little baby Jesus and everybody's going to have to eat their words. I mean, even the teaching of the Bible is the second coming. He doesn't come back as an infant again. That's not the teaching. He comes back looking like uh, looking like an almond brother, right? Well, I mean, to be honest with you, it's 2016, getting close to 2017. He'll probably have a man bun now, but I mean, other than that, he did have the beard, though. He did. He did have the hipster beard. He did. Is it Jesus? Is it a hipster? Is that a Middle Eastern guy? I don't know. Yeah, and honestly, Jesus might try to come back this time, but he'll probably get hung up at the border. I'm not sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? We may not let him in these days. She is not pregnant with the little baby Jesus. I promise you that. <laughs> I promise you that. If you're spending money on sex toys, you can stop doing it. We will teach you how to transform daily household products oh. into pleasure centers. <laughs> next on the Stansberry Show. 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 1069. Nine o'clock, we'll get joked up with Gallagher tickets. He's playing the Canton Palace Theater tomorrow. You'll have to come to the radio station, pick those up today. Playing the Palace Theater tomorrow. You know, I looked in uh, my audio files for the recording of the Gallagher interview we did last time he came to town, and I can't find it. I mean, we. We talked to him off the air. We were taping it. Yeah. And we were looking to run it, and it was so bad. Like, even after editing it, we couldn't save it. Like, he just had a bad morning that morning, just did not want to be interviewed. And it was obvious from the moment we picked up the phone, and it was uh, it was awkward. Well, let's be real about um, Gallagher. It's a visual show. You know what I mean? Like, that's a visual show. That's fair. I, I, can't, I can't necessarily be surprised that he's not a uh, great interview. But, dude, the guy's out there smashing watermelons, and that's all that really matters. Nobody's looking at him like, Gallagher, will you give us some uh, some uh, some opinion on the political you know realm right now? Nobody cares what Gallagher thinks about that. You know, I'm going to say this half joking, but half serious. I'm surprised nobody's come after him for his routine now. What do you mean? Well, dude, there's people starving all over the uh. world, right? Like, I mean, legitimately, people not having enough food is a huge issue, as we're going to be beating you over the head with that because yeah. December 2nd is long haul against hunger. 
Now, I'm being a little facetious with it. But yeah. you know there's groups out there that probably look at that as wrong that now, he's doing it. Now, listen, at the end of the day, with the things you buy, you do whatever the hell you want with them. If you're buying that watermelon and you want to smash it with a hammer instead of eating it, that is fine. You do I'm whatever okay, yeah. you know, you do whatever you want with it. At the same time, I do see a little bit of like well, is it's, that wrong? Well, okay. it's, it's wasteful. I mean, it's wasteful. It is. Food waste is a huge problem. I waste so much food because, I, dude, I live alone. And so shopping for, like, single serving type stuff is very difficult. Like, do packets of chicken, it's way too much food for one person. And they don't sell, like, one chicken brush. You got to buy, it's like $12, and you get, like, four of them in the in the package. And it's just like, dude, stuff goes bad. Like, I I, I throw away so much food. It's crazy. It's a huge problem in America. Um, one of the biggest ones facing us. And, and, and obviously, we can't put it all on Gallagher, but I think maybe a little bit we can put on Gallagher. Um, and, dude, if, 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 you, if you haven't worked in a restaurant in a while, you would be shocked by the food waste that goes on there. I can remember times like, oh, hey, I didn't take these rolls out of the oven, like, huge trays of them. And I was like, oh. Oh, and they're a little bit burnt. F them. I'm throwing them all away. Because of the quality of stuff people expect from a restaurant. Right. You know where I hear about this a lot is fruit, actually, in keeping with Gallagher, is like people will walk into like a giant eagle, and if there's even like a little bruise on an apple, not eating it. Um, or it looks a little off. Doesn't yeah. look exactly like you think a red, delicious golden apple should, should or whatever. Look. You're like, oh, I'm not buying that. And so that. we just throw it away. <laughs> I'm not buying that. Yeah, the no. Food waste it, is, it, it, it's crazy. Huge problem. Huge, huge problem. I read an article this morning that I almost wish I wouldn't have. Okay. And it is the six masturbation hacks all men should know. Nice. Okay. Nice. Now, uh, I, I uh, this is a little disturbing. Now, a lot of these quote-unquote life hacks have kind of jumped the shark where they're just like showing you like, hey, if you, uh, if, if, if you tear your dryer sheet in half, you can use you know half of a dryer sheet instead of one. And I'm like, I don't know if that's necessarily a life hack, but uh, when it comes to masturbation, you know, I think it's time for a, uh, maybe a little uh, spice up in the routine or a little bit of variety to be in. I just love the moving of the language, how we've turned cheap bastard into life hack. <laughs> I, I, I love how America has done that. But there's uh, it, this is the masturbation hacks here, and okay. some of these are very easy hacks. One and two, use both hands. Use your non-dominant hand. You know how that works, right? Use use both hands at the same time, or yeah. use both hands. One, hack number one is use both hands, and then hack number two is use your non-dominant hand. So my non-dominant hand is my right hand. You a switch hitter there? Yeah, I can. I mean, I'm pretty talented. I uh, I, I prefer the dominant hand. It's easier with the dominant. It all depends on how fast I'm trying to get it done. Like, if I'm just like, God damn it, I'm just so tired, I got to get to bed, and it's just like I got to exercise the evil out, I'm probably saying dominant hand there. I uh, I am a, uh, I'm a righty, man. I'm, I'm Are you right, you're right-handed, right? I'm right-handed, so and I'm exclusively... Uh, never, never never go to the left there. No, I can't remember the last time that I did. I, I can't, even, can't even think of it. I'm a right-handed guy. Interesting. Hack number three, masturbation hack number three. Keep your underwear on, become erect, and tap the tip, they say. And they are actually showing it right here. And tap the tip. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. You know, you'll see that in porn it. now, like where a girl will be like holding it, and then she'll take the other hand and like smack it like super hard across the. And now look, everybody's into different stuff. And that doesn't seem like that would be my thing, but. Um, I, I understand a little bit of like, but like to tap the tip, like it just sounds not like what I expected it to. I mean, 
I'm not saying like you, you you hold it in one hand and smack it with the other. They're but... claiming here that this method, an absurd and honestly very messy, they say, interpretation of edging. It may in fact make you cl- make your climax explosive. They say. It's, I, I in no world would ever be able to reach a climax by exclusively tapping. Or are they saying you tap it and then they're showing a guy kind of double fingering back and forth there, like the strange, like making your fingers do the walking, like that. Remember that commercial? Like they're kind of doing yeah, that. I will. Uh, maybe I'll give that a shot when I get home. Says here, it could. Says as you tap the head of your penis through your underwear for what could take hours, they say, when you could just have tried the true method that wasn't explained to you in a 90 second video in, in school as a kid. Yeah, this is going to take too long. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to work. I think I'm going to get bored, right? I'm going to be sitting there like, all right, slapping my penis around. Hack five is pretty simple here. Mix it up, do kind of all of these things in any one particular masturbation session. Okay. Now, hack six is the reason why I wanted to talk about this. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to just give you some numbers here. Like a flashlight sex toy. Yeah. They range. I'm looking at fleshlight.com. And they range anywhere. The Predator is $62.95. Why is it called the Predator? What? What? <laughs> what? Why would a why would a, a, a flashlight be called the Predator? Maybe, maybe a, a a a like a dildo. I can understand like the Predator. Like, dude, it's big and it's got dreads. It's gonna hunt Arnold Schwarzenegger down. Okay, but wh- what is this thing called the Predator for? All right, well, you've asked me four times now, so I'm gonna show you so you know because it looks like the Predator's face. Ugh. does that look like a place you want to stick your private Ugh. parts? It does not to me. It's awful, dude. But right next to it. Is a flashlight I would be interested to try the Riley Reed Utopia? That chick's hot. That Riley Reed chick's super hot. I like how they're like, oh, this is modeled after a porn star's vagina. Which no, it's not, right? No, it's not. You don't think it is? What do you? What, what, you don't think they mold? No, I don't think they do at all. Oh, well, then I'm not going to buy the Riley Reed Utopia. It's a scam. I love her, dude. That girl's super hot. But anyway, so it's like seventy bucks, right? You can buy two sleeves, get one free. At flashlight, that's like a hundred bucks. Okay. This is all on sale right now. Oh. So my point being is sex toys expensive. Yeah. So the masturbation hack for number six is, and I can't even believe this. I, I will just say before telling you what it is, I don't advise you trying this. Okay. But they say what you do is you should cut a hole in a bar like a like a bar of soap, you burrow a hole. And wear a condom, and then apply the the, the stick of uh, of soap through the hole. You know what I'm trying to say here. You insert through the hole of the soap that you've made, and they say now wear a condom because it's going to irritate your skin. And that's where you would lose me. Okay, I'm not above, I guess, or I'm not going to look down my nose at people. I've never really used like male sex toys, like pocket peas or like flashlights. I've never used any of that kind of stuff. Okay, I, I do. Feel, it would make me feel less than. But I'm not going to look down my nose at you, okay? So if you want to do this, that's fine. But my hang-up would be that I have to wear condoms for sex. I don't want to have to wear condoms for masturbation. Like, I'm not in a relationship, so every time I have sex, I have to wear condoms. Like, some of you are married. Fantone's in a committed relationship. There's no condoms there. And, you're, dude, you're lucky, and God bless you, right? But for those of us that are single, I don't want to bring condoms into my masturbation. Dude, that's going to get pretty expensive at that point. Condoms aren't cheap. Well, and I mean, the, they're cheap for not having kids, but they're not cheap enough to masturbate with. Right. And I mean, 
that is really one of those like, all right, well, at least I know I'm not going to get AIDS from myself. I'm not going to get myself pregnant, so I don't have to wear a condom. And let's be real. I mean, uh, you know, it it, it feels better when you don't. I don't think anybody can deny that, but it feels worse when you get AIDS. You're not going to get AIDS from yourself, so I don't know why necessarily you're going to put a condom on. Well, they they said the skin irritation of the soap, although you're putting soap on your... Yeah, but I mean, if you're you're like banging soap... The friction back and forth. like... Why not bang something that works better than soap? If if it's if it's if it's that bad where you have to put a condom on, I, I mean, not to like, well, why not get a warm apple pie or something? You know what I mean? Because you can't eat it afterwards. Why not? Why not? Why not? You know, microwave a cantaloupe, and there you go. But I don't understand. I, I don't understand why you would think that. Like, all right, well, it's it, it, banging soap can't be that good. It just can't. This is probably this 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 list was probably put you out. You know what it is? I'll tell you what the hole in the soap is. It's the tightness of it. It's you know what I mean because it's going to be. Well, it's virgin soap. You know what I mean? That's a, you're boldly going somewhere where no other man has gone. I think this this list was put out by the people at Zest, and Zest is like, damn, dude, we have bar soap sales are, are plummeting, man. Nobody's buying bar soap. Stansbury said he hates bar soap. Stansbury said nobody wants to find pubes all over their bar soap. We got it. We got to put a list. That's together. true. Bar soap is bad. It's, I'm not a fan of it. I don't like it. We I have. Uh, I, I right now I have Irish Spring uh, body wash in my shower. That's what I have. We got to put a list together. We got it. We got to get these people buying bar soap again. I love Twitter. I love. Our Twitter uh, followers, Marshall just tweeted me this, and I've never seen this before, but apparently there's such a thing known as wiener cleaner soap, and it's a round piece of soap there okay. that's that's meant for you to use in the shower to keep the penis clean, and it's like, you know, two birds, one stone there. You're, you're cleaning yourself and then pleasuring yourself all at once. I have never seen that before. It says here, personal hygiene has never been as stimulating as it is now. Are you erect when you're cleaning your penis? You know what I'm saying? Like as, as I use that, I would be eventually. Hey, that's what I mean. Like as as like my I don't know. I don't have a problem like washing my penis. The loofah does a pretty decent job there. Okay, you know what? I wasn't gonna, but now I want to know. Okay, is there is there? I I have this. Maybe I'm crazy. Here we go. But I. <laughs> All right, here we go. Right before eight o'clock in the morning. All right, I, what do you got? I have. A north and south loofah in the shower, meaning I have one for north of my uh, my waist and I have one for south of my waist, and they're separate colors, so I know what to do. No, I've got one loofah. Um, really? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it really what it boils down to to me is like, well, you have to throw it away re- like quickly enough. That's where like the real germiness g- concern comes sure. in for me. Um, and as far as like you know, like 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 butt washing is probably going to be more hand than it is loofah. Like that area is probably going to be you know where it's like upper body legs stuff like that. I'm loofahing it up, but when it comes to like the ass the, crack, when it comes to like the underwear zone, at that point I'm usually like, all right, right hand, scrub all that up. All right, scrub all that up. I agree. That's probably more. Yes, I, I, oh my God, I'm with you on the fact that in the, in the cracked area, that's probably a hand worse type situation, but I got to be honest with you, dude, when it comes to the bag, I kind of like the loofah part of that. It's half the reason I take the shower. I don't care what my armpits smell like. I like the loofah on the bag. It's nice. It's a nice feeling. I like it. Have I made enough of you vomit yet? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I haven't even had Eggos yet, man. <laughs> All right. We'll play it safe and get into the high school playoff picture next on Rock 106.9.
1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 1069. Ladies, if you've ever just fantasized about squaring up and kicking your husband in the balls, one housewife got to do so, and the video's up for you in the Sansbury Show section of WRQK.com. Brutal. Brutal. I listed this as writing checks your balls can't cash. This all came down to a house divided. You ever know ever like know a couple like that? One of them roots for one team, the other one roots for the other. You see this a lot with Ohio State, Michigan. You see that a lot. Sometimes they, you know people will get together. This was Eagles and Dallas. Eagles Cowboys rivalry there. Husband and wife tandem. And she holds nothing back and delivers a vomit-inducing kick straight to the package. It's brutal. Oh my god, that hurts so bad. Um, Number one, is there any rivalry you feel like you wouldn't be able to overcome? I mean, let's to date somebody? Yeah, and let's put this in the hypothetical of this chick is perfect for you. I mean, I'm talking like everything you want out of a woman except that she likes... No. No. I'd get over it. Yeah, I'd get over it. I, Michigan? I, yeah, I'd get over it. Pittsburgh? I, yeah. Oh yeah. I'd get over it. I think uh, partially because if we're going to set it up as she's perfect for me, I don't think you just go, no, God, send another perfect woman down the pike. You know what I mean? That seems crazy. And I would say that I don't take sports as seriously as a lot of people do, right? So there's that. And I think it would make the game kind of fun. Dude, she's there, and she's like, ha-ha. Dude, look how bad the Browns suck, Stansberry. Every twice a year, she's like, Stansberry, dude, your team's awful. Your city sucks, dude, Stansberry. Dude, look at Ohio State. Dude, they're awful. Michigan Honey, we've been together blue. four years. You can call me by my first name. <laughs> this might, that might be what I say. Um, and number two with that there, and you know, this is obviously a little of a sticky situation, but if we reverse this, if it's like, hey, dude, the Eagles won, therefore I can like punch my wife in the boobs or something. Dude, I don't like know. Teach whisper there, I, I, dude. I don't know if this video is number one so well received. Number no. two that this guy's not facing charges. No, there's a double standard in life like that for sure. There is. You know what I mean? Like my favorite comedian. Bill Burr always talks about that, how you'll hear stories around the country of like a woman chops a man's penis off and it's like fodder for the late night guys. Ha ha, funny. Ha ha, ha ha, she got his penis off. Ha ha, isn't that funny? But if a guy removed a woman's breast and threw it in the dishwasher, like the world would come to a screeching halt. And he's right. Yeah, if that dude punted on her boobs, we would not be like, oh, hey, uh, it's no, a joke. Eagles, no. Cowboys, so funny. And it's probably, that's not a joke. That's not really a joke. I, uh, you know, but the guy made the bet and uh, she squares up and delivers and lets him have it. You're right. It was a puke inducer. Yeah, like you like, could tell on that guy's face he was not doing yeah, well. Yeah, like the, the, it was just coming up the pipe there. Yeah, it's not it's not an easy watch, but it's available for you at WRQK.com. <laughs> we, I wanted to wait until a uh, premiere hour of the program to make this announcement because this is a huge announcement. And we're happy to let you know. That starting this season, for the Canton Charge, Matthew Fantone is one of the in-house announcers for the Canton Charge. But you got the call yesterday. Indeed I am. I, uh, I got the call yesterday from the, from the powers that be within the Canton Charge organization. I'll be doing about half of the home games. That's I'll be, awesome. I'll be splitting time with another in-arena in, in uh, or in arena host. And, uh, dude, I'm really excited about it. I, yeah, am. I figured. I, I love the Canton Charge. There's no question about that. I love basketball. Um, City of Canton. It feels like all my favorite things just kind of coming together. And, 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 and hopefully I will be able to, uh, to deliver a, uh, a good experience in there. It, 
they can't charge tickets. It's always a good time. Uh, the seats are always good. It's always affordable, which is a huge thing. And uh, I always say this, and it's totally true. Not only are the tickets affordable, but the parking is right? like next to nothing. Right. And sometimes it is nothing. And then the concession stand inside even like you can take your kids and buy them things to eat and it's it's not going to kill you financially right and i mean you know when you've got the kids for the weekend and you're like damn it what are we gonna do seven dollar ticket at a two dollar pretzel i don't know how you beat it yeah it's good stuff right there obviously we will have a ton of charge stuff to give away we're gonna have tons of uh you know different opportunities with 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 players and, and 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 you know the powers that be there so it'll be exciting times man i'm excited to have them more in the fold of the stansberry show and i'm excited to be uh to be to be, ladies and gentlemen, Charge Nation, put your hands together. Uh, number two, Quinn Cook. It's going to be great. You're, hey, you're going to have to stay up to date on those rosters. I know they can switch fast in the D League there. Yeah, dude. And honestly, like, there's a little bit of like, number one, I'm going to be hanging out with Posse, so that's cool. Number yeah. two, dude, like Chris Crawford, we're going to be hanging out with Clutch Crawford. It's going to be sweet, dude. Okay, well, now I have to, uh, I have to, uh, well, I have to edge in on this and, yeah. and, and get something for myself on Yeah, uh-huh. what is, uh, what is, what could it possibly be that Stansberry wants the hookup on? I want to charge girl. Oh, never would have guessed. I feel like that's a good girlfriend goal for me. Yeah. Charge girl? Yeah. Out there in the public doing her thing, looking good. I feel like I, I feel like we would be a good, almost celebrity couple there. Can't empower a couple right yeah. there. I don't think it's a bad idea Movers at all. Movers and shakers of uh, Star County. Yeah, I think it'd be a good idea. As obviously my girlfriend will not be allowing me to have a charge girl, a charge no. girl girlfriend. I, uh, you know, I'll see what I can do. Yeah, I'll dude, if you do. care about me at all, you'll help me. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. This is what it is. If you care about the 5 a.m. hour at all and my happiness and you not getting your face melted off over nothing. Then maybe hook me up with a charge girl. We've got oh, the, yeah, we got, yeah. A, we got the charge girl's photo right there. Should I just pick one out when we circle it? An, an autographed charge girl photo that we have right there. And yeah, you know what, Stansberry? Just just circle one and I'll be able to I'll be able to knock her over the head and bring her to you, dude. <laughs> nice. I like that one there. I like that one there in the bottom row all the way to the right. I'm a big fan of that one. And then uh actually second one in there from the left on the bottom row is pretty cute too. There you go. Two charge girls. That's all he can pick from. There's twelve of them. He's like, eh, maybe two of these will work. No, I'm just you know the photo's a little far away is all. I don't you know. I bet when you get up close, they're all pretty cute there. So no, dude, I'm happy for you, man. I Thank know you. Uh, th- Thank you. this fits your your uh your your cheese dick personality perfectly, dude. This is like the perfect gig for you. Well, and eventually when the time comes to be, I'm just adding more things when I uh, when I run for mayor of Canton. That's uh, kind of the goal, and uh, I feel like charge in 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 arena host is another good thing for me. Well, the can charge just tweeted at me, yeah, and says keep dreaming, stands. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know what? I didn't need that. Oh, that's very funny. Stuff. Their home opener, November 12th, it's going to be one hell of a good time. Dude, what are you going to do there? You're kind of split down the middle there. Not one of the games that I'm working. Oh, okay. So like I said, I'll be doing about half of the home games. Obviously, I will let you guys know which ones I'm going to be a part of. Um, and, 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 you know, we'll come on out. We'll have a little Stansberry show section. We'll, uh, we'll have a good time. Do you know the first game you're working at? Uh, December 2nd, I want to say. Uh, let me check on that. It's, it's, it's sometime in December, though. So it's, it's, it's after the first month of the season. That's long haul. Ah, well, dude, we'll figure it out. I mean, dude, if you got to go, you got to go and and, and do that. Yeah, we'll get something figured out there. Uh, You know, the Canton Charge uh, Twitter account messing with me. I'm not sure I'm wild about that. All right, here we go. We have uh, we have the playoff picture. Okay, high school football. I believe there are ten Star County teams in this. Jesus, Jackson's at St. Ignatius. I'd be interested to see that game. I I don't know what Ignatius is like this year. I just know that they're pretty good. Normally, it's a pretty big uh, squad up there. McKinley's at Stowe. Glen Oaks at Solon. 
And then Lake and Perry, uh, Lake actually plays at Perry. And Dublin at Maslin, I have been hearing a lot from the from people who listen to the program. That's like the big game that everybody wants to kind of see right now. And then uh, Lisbon, David Anderson's at St. Thomas. Manchester plays at Central Catholic. And then, uh, oof, dude, excuse me, East, East Canton at Norwalk there. This is uh, so it's coming down to the end of this here now, and I and I know people in the area are just pumped for this stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously high school football is very important to Stark County. There's no question about it. And the ten weeks of the regular season, essentially, like the biggest ten weeks of a, of a lot of people's like you know year, and for this many teams to make the second season, for this many teams to have the opportunity, and really this many these many kids to have the opportunity to kind of extend their season and add a little bit of the uh, of the of the of the glory days. And when, you know, 10 years from now, when these guys are talking about, like, no, man, dude, back when I was playing for the Panthers, right. we went to the state playoffs, dude. We dude, could take us down. And uh, it's, it's awesome to see this many kids and this many schools have the opportunity to do this. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to be real about it, most high school football players, that's the last time they're going to play organized football. Oh, yeah. It's just the numbers yeah. of it. You know what I mean? So if you're a parent or a player, this is uh, this is a very exciting time. But there's uh, there are your matchups for the high school football playoffs. We'll take a short break here. Come right Right back and continue the program next on Rock 1069. Canton's Rock Station, Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show and Rock 1069. Just heard a little Guns N' Roses there. I just read actually during the break, I guess Steven Adler, the original drummer, is going to join them on the Buenos Aires uh, shows. You know, people got all hyped up about that, about, you know, the drummer and. Me personally, I think as long as Slash and Axel are there, most people are going to be like, "That's Guns N' Roses." Yeah, I mean, you can talk about Duff and Dizzy and whatever. I care about Izzy Stradlin, but most people don't. You know, what I mean, most people don't know that Izzy Stradlin actually wrote most of the original Guns N' Roses stuff. Most um, people don't know that. I saw a, uh, a Slash and his ex-wife are in all sorts of like legal drama right yeah. now, and he's saying that they were never really married, and she's like, "Slash, you're a lying piece of crap," and. Getting married sounds bad, dude. Just sounds like it's all going to go off the rails. Like, just sounds like before too long, she's going to be calling you names. You're going to be claiming things well, about her. I mean, 48% of them make it. You know, 48% of them make it. Seems like a pretty big gamble for, you know, the happiness of the rest of your life. But if it's something you want to do, then try it. Doesn't seem all that, doesn't seem like a great idea to me. Doesn't really. You know what I should do? I mean, do my dude, nobody yells at me. You know what I should do? I should move a yelling machine in here. That's what I should do. Doesn't seem real smart. But. And if it happens to Slash, it can happen to anybody. Right. You know what I mean? It's not like this is just some like idiot who's like, oh, dude, I married the wrong broad. No, dude, Slash. Oh. It's about, what, four days away from voting day, right? Election yeah, day? Yeah, yeah, coming up on it. You voted early, did you know? I did yesterday. I did. How'd that go? Was it uh, was it expedited? Was it fast? W- what happened? Well, I went up to the Stark County Board of Elections, and uh, is where me- exactly is that? Uh, it's kind of off sixty two over there. It's it, it's uh, right off sixty two. Okay, it, Google it, you'll find it. And it, I will. I pulled up in there. Well, dude. I know that that I wanted to ask you. So I pulled up in there, and dude, it was bananas in the parking lot. Like really? there was a ton of cars, and I kind of look at my girlfriend, and I'm like. I'm surprised. Should we come back? Like, is this going to be too long for us? Like, should we not do this? And she's like, no, idiot, we're here. Just get out of there and we'll go wait in line. And we get out of there and we step into the place and there's no line to be seen because the Stark County Board of Elections had 
everything taken care of, dude. It was so efficient. Like, I was thoroughly impressed by this. I was a little bit like, eh, I don't know. It's probably going to be too much. And it was like, no, dude, there are people like literally waiting at every corner of that building for you. Like, hi, welcome to the Star County Board of Elections. Step down here. Hi, make sure you have your ID out and go talk to that guy right there. Hi, you know, fill out this paperwork right here and you're going to take this and hand it to him and he's going to give you your ballot. And it was just like, boom, 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 boom. I was I was beyond impressed. I really was. All in, how long did it take? Uh, no more than 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, dude, it was, it was, broom, 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 broom. I'm telling you, it, it, we went at like one o'clock yesterday, which okay. I was like, I was like, Thursday at one o'clock, nobody's going to be there. There was a ton of people there, but it was so well ran. It was so efficient that like it was, it was just boom, boom, boom. And I was out. I didn't realize that that many people were concerned with voting early. Um, a lot of people, and it's just getting more and more. I think last last year, I think almost a third of the electorate like voted early, whether really? it was by whether it was by absentee ballot or just going down to a board of elections and voting mm. early. It's so convenient, dude. I mean, let's be real. November eighth. Like it's a Tuesday and it's going to be one of those situations where, you know, oh, well, my boss can't, you know, I don't know what time and I got to pick the kids up by 530. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you have that hour in the middle of your day or you have a day off of work and you can just go knock it out, dude, I'd recommend it to anybody. Maybe I'll just do it today. You don't need any reason. You don't have to have any, you know, uh, well, I'm going to be out of town or I'm going to be sick, you know, like, no, you just go and you vote early. Um, it, One of the things and I've been uh, I've been involved in a couple get out the vote things before. And a lot of people have told me, um, I like to go on November 8th and feel like I'm doing my American duty. And like, I like it. I I like I like going and being a part of it. I feel like it's going to feel that way today too right yeah and and i guess that's the point is like you can still like get the voting experience out of it they still give you your little sticker they still like have you you know stand in the little box Mm -hmm. and and you you press the little things and it's not like i don't know i've just heard a lot of people tell me that like well you know and i like to take my kids so i can show them what being an american's all about and i'm like well you can still do that like you can still take your kiddos up there and show them like hey this is your civic responsibility and and and, your kids don't know it's not actually election day and one of the things i liked yesterday is i i didn't i i hadn't updated my address correctly and there was a couple of things where it was like oh well and they were just so they had all the answers of like no don't worry about it you're gonna have to fill out something else but it's no big deal your vote will still be counted or if i would have went on election day and had something go wrong i think it probably would have been like oh well we gotta call somebody and oh, i don't know what to do that might here. be true and like so so to have like all those employees of the board of elections there and just moving things down the down the field for you regardless where you Understand who you're voting for. Go take care of it early, man. I, I'd recommend that to anybody. Uh, people are all worried about a Trump presidency, and a, a woman here says she's voting for Hillary Clinton. Okay, but she's spending thirty thousand dollars on plastic surgery so she could look like Ivanka Trump. Tiffany Taylor, a 33 year old mother of three, has spent about sixty grand trying to make herself look like Trump's eldest daughter. She says here, I see perfection. Absolutely stunning perfection, said Taylor, whose breasts have gone to a C cup and then to a D, along with facial injections, a nose job. It's like an art piece. It has high points and some love. It's really pretty, she says. Ivanka's pretty hot. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, she's Ivanka's like, dude, she's crazy hot. Um, she's pretty hot to me. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like, dude, no, she's bunk. I'm not going to have sex with her. Um, she's pretty hot. If I was going to pick, though, I would pick Tiffany Trump for sure. The younger daughter. I don't know if I know what Tiffany Trump looks like. Not as hot, but there's something about her that's just like, 
I don't even know if I knew about her. I think she'd be better at having sex, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. Monica looks like she could take it pretty well. Hold on. I'm, let me let me see if I can find pictures of Tiffany Trump. I don't know what she looks like. You hear about her a lot less. Oh, you know what she kind of... Oh, yeah, she's not as good looking, though. No, but she looks sluttier. She does look sluttier, and you know why? She looks like the that girl, the the uh, the, the ultimate like slutty chick. That uh, the, the no, it's that from Stage Shark- ex girlfriend. No, from oh jeez, <laughs> yes, but no. Um, she Jesus, I'm gonna see her later tonight. And I'm gonna pay for that. I guarantee it. Uh, no, she looks like the the blonde chick from Sharknado. Tara Reed. Tara Reed. Yeah, she kind of Tiffany Trump kind of looks like Tara Reed a little bit, and she doesn't get as much attention. So I just bet she's like she looks dumb. I bet she's dirtier <laughs> and like I guess I shouldn't say that because you know women are gonna be like, see, man, they see an attractive woman, they just assume she's an idiot. But I'll be honest with you, I'm looking at three thousand pictures of Tiffany Trump, and it looks like. Yeah, it looks like the elevator doesn't go all the way to the top. And she does not get the same attention. I don't know if it's self-imposed there. If she's like, well, I don't necessarily want to be, you know, in the in the limelight like Ivanka does. But if I was picking one of the Trump sisters. Really? That's who I'm going with. Oh, I disagree. I think Ivanka's way hotter. Way hotter. I agree. But if I'm picking a sex, a sex partner. There's something with Tiffany's, like, bottom half of her face. It looks like, I don't mean to be cruel here, but like a little Downs-ish. As like her, it looks like her face, like the bottom half of uh, Tiffany's face droops like 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 an old dog. I can say that because Trump calls women dogs all the time. Yeah, it's no big deal. Yeah, it's no big deal. I'm allowed. You're allowed to call the other one a hot piece of ass. Apparently, if you're on the Stern Show. Dude, I'm glad you bring that up because let's be real, that is something that has been very brushed to the side. But dude, Donald Trump wants to bang Ivanka. Nah, dude, you just do. People say things to Howard that they're not going to say to anybody. Has else. said it in a million other avenues, dude. Has said it in a million what other places. He, I've heard him say that his daughter's attractive. I don't think there's anything wrong with a guy admitting that his daughter's he would attractive. Be dating her if he wasn't her daughter. All right, dude, I wouldn't pull, say that I'll, about my kid. I'll pull stuff up for you, bro. I wouldn't say that about my kid. But I know what he was trying to say, but much like everything else Donald Trump says, what he tries to say and what he ends up saying are two totally different things. And, and yet the thing on him is that the, the people that like him say, says what he's thinking, says what's on his mind. But I mean, I heard a stern interview and I didn't think that that was as bad as everybody wanted to make it out to be. But it's uh, but yeah, I mean, the dating her, if she wasn't my daughter, that part's weird. That part's. I mean, I don't have kids, but I would imagine that if I did, I like I. I wouldn't. That's not the way I would feel about it. On the View, not on the Howard Stern show, is it would be uh it would be really disappointing if she didn't do Playboy. I don't think Ivanka would do that, though she has a very nice figure. I've said that if Ivanka wasn't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. So talking about her body as a sexual object and saying, well, if it wasn't my daughter, I'd be dating her. And not all right in my book, but everyone's got different lines. How would I say in public I was supporting my daughters to be in Playboy? How would I say that? I don't know. How would you say that? <laughs> I don't know. Especially now that they're not nude anymore, I would totally support my daughter being in Playboy now. But how would I say it without bringing her figure... I guess I would say something along the lines of I could understand 
I understand fully that my daughter is an attractive young woman and that people view her that way. And if she chooses to be photographed for a living, I wanted to support my daughter in all her her endeavors. Now, that's a far different thing than what he said. To Rolling Stone in 2015. Yeah, she's really something. And what a beauty, that one. If I weren't happily married and you know her father. <laughs> Dude. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's indefensible there. That one's indefensible. It's weird. Given everything else we've learned about the guy, I wouldn't be shocked to find out even if he is, you know what I mean? Even the fact that he is her father, that that maybe he would maybe venture that way. It's not like he'd be the first guy in the in the world sleep with his own kid. Ugh. That's disgusting. I don't even want to think about it. But Ivanka, give me a call, girl. I'll totally do it. I've, I'm all in, dude. She's so hot. I think eventually she's going to run. And I think him running now may hurt her in the long run. But she's a smart, beautiful woman, captivating, and I think could garner a lot of support on the right-hand side. I think that's what the right's missing, is an is, is a intelligent, beautiful woman that could legitimately run and kick some ass. And she may be it down the road. I don't know. But I think given a lot of what we've learned about him and the family dynamic through this election, it may shoot her in the foot and stop that from happening. But it'd be interesting to see there if she decides to go that route. I thought for a long time that his whole foray into this now was about setting her up in the future. But I think he's done a lot to maybe hurt her down the road now versus help. Yeah, I'm probably going to vote early. Because you're right. On the 8th, it's just going to be packed. It's just going to yeah, be a madhouse. Yeah. It's just going to be brutal. So I'll probably go a little bit early. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. 06.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. If you missed the announcement earlier uh, this morning, Fantone is the new in-house announcer for the Canton Charge at uh, the Canton Civic Center. It's pretty awesome. Charge Nation, put your hands together. That's awesome. I've uh, I've never had a gig like this before. Obviously, I've hosted things, but like I feel like an in-house, in-house arena announcer is going to be a little bit different. I can't wait to get into it, man. I'm really excited. I once had to address multiple times a, a, uh, like a big crowd like that. Like, all right, so at the queue, they had the um, like the motocross right like thing, and I had to stand on top of one of those like dirt hills and do that. And then I did stage announcements. I think it was Metallica at the queue. And that crowd was like, it, that was nervous. That was nerves. Like off to the side, I was like, oh my God, I think I'm going to vomit in this garbage can right now. It was, but it's a cool experience. That's uh, dude, you're going to love that. Yeah. You know, I, you know, like I said, I've, I've, I've done announcements and stuff, but like it, it, there's so many different like, hey, you're going to have to go do this game now and you're going to have to go out there on the front court and you're going to have to, you know, make sure that these kids are able to get their can repository into the doghouse and whatever that, you know, the hell the cost, oh, yeah, contests yeah, yeah, yeah. are. And then I'm going to be doing like on-court interviews and stuff like that. So, dude, I'm excited. I am. I'm pumped. Be good stuff. Their season starts, what, about a week, two weeks? Yeah, November 12th. Home that. opener. It's exciting things. I want to send a shout out to Jeff from Hendrickson. Big listener of the program. I, I ran into him last night at TD's at Fantone Celebrity Bartending Appearance, and uh, the guy was just like, man, I love the show. Love you guys, man. So my favorite thing, he's like, everybody at work listens. So apparently all those guys out of Hendrix and uh, just all big fans. Yeah, shout out to you, Jeff. Thanks for stopping by, bro. Yeah, it was a good time. It was good meeting you, man. 
He got, you, a, he got a Stansberry Show cup. He was so proud of it, dude. When you, so proud. When of you it, walked dude. up to me and said, "Hey, man, I want to introduce you to somebody," I didn't think it was going to be the cool old black dude. Like I, <laughs> I really didn't. I was like, "Oh man, I love when that happens. I love that." So Jeff, shout out to you, man. We're happy to have you on board. We appreciate it, uh, buddy. Uh, Dan Gilbert and your boy LeBron James yeah. are set to meet to discuss the future of the franchise. I'm reading from CavsNation.com. Since he got the majority ownership of the Cavs in 2005, Gilbert already had a vision of winning a championship with LeBron, and he is uh, he has done so. So apparently, they're going to get together and talk about what the future of this franchise should and can be. Does LeBron want to leave? Is he leaving? Is he going to leave soon? Oh wait, no, he's not. He's no. not going anywhere. He's going to retire a Cavalier. You were early, early, early on this one, and I believe that you're probably right about it. Is because LeBron's come out and said he he has interest to own. A team. He wants to be an owner. Right. Okay. And you were like, I think he's going to buy the Cavs. I think he's going to buy the Clint. You know, I, I, and, and I think you may be right. I think he may be um, angling to buy a pretty big stake in the Cavaliers. Um, a couple different things going on is number one, I do feel like that was a little bit of the, well, if I come back to Cleveland, I'm going to need some stuff, Dan Gilbert, and you can only pay me so many dollars. There's only so many dollars. Legally, yeah, and right. by the way the league's set up, you can only pay him so much. Dan Gilbert can pay LeBron James, and I think a part of that agreement was, well, you're going to pay my boys, and you saw it in J.R. Smith, mm-hmm. and you saw it in Tristan Thompson. Which where makes sense, like, you dude, should. If, if, if I'm telling you to pay somebody, and I mean, obviously Kyrie and Kevin Love and all these dudes have had huge paychecks, and I also think there was, hey, when I deem it necessary, I want to be able to buy this team. And obviously, LeBron, um, you know, we list off Kevin Love and Kyrie and Tristan Thompson, guys who have made a lot of money. LeBron's on another level. Like the $100 million that, that, that Kevin Love, dude, that's an astronomical amount of money. It's mind boggling. But LeBron is on another level than that. Like the ownership route is certainly available to him based on his finances. Dude, you got to look at the money he's been paid in advertisements. Got a billion dollar Nike deal. So billion. So he is he he really is that that next level of pro. That athlete. was after the hundred million Nike paid him when he entered the league. Right. So he's been paid a billion plus a hundred million by Nike. Got a hundred million from Sprite. We haven't even got. He's over a billion. He's at a billion like four before we even start even talking salary to play the game. Right, and he's I, on another level professionally. It, 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 th- those numbers are all just, you know, it, it is. It's crazy. It's like it, it, it's not even. It's beyond, it's ultra wealth. It's it, it's it's a new level of wealth. And obviously, wealth is the right word. That's not rich. That's wealthy. Well, but I mean, it's Ke- institutional Ke- wealth. Kevin Love's wealthy. Kyrie Irving's wealthy. I mean, those guys have a hundred million dollars, dude. That's wealth. There's no question about that. He's ultra wealthy. Like he's he's beyond the one percent. He is the one percent. NBA players make too much money, dude. Stephen Adams from the uh, from the from the Thunder, he uh, do with the mustache yeah, yeah, called yeah. White Center, dude. He's getting a hundred million dollar contract this year. Dude, CJ, NBA players make too much. CJ McCollum, hundred million dollar contract this yeah. year. So, I mean, dude, you know, it, at the end of the day, listen, NFL players, dude, basketball players make too much money. Baseball players make too much money. It, dude, the, the the paychecks are what they are. Like, it, it, it sucks that you know, it sucks that Tom Brady's not going to make as much money on the field as Stephen Adams is. But like, dude, which is crazy. Them's the breaks, dude. That's how it goes. I mean, dude, take a guy like Andrew Luck. He's 
worth. I mean, dude, that's the entire franchise. CJ McCollum, great player, not the entire Portland Trailblazers franchise. Right, and that's just the difference of the two sports, and maybe the NFL needs to reevaluate how they're paying their players or whatever. But don't get me wrong, this Dan Gilbert and LeBron meeting, I think this is going to be like, all right, what's the plan this year? What's the plan long term? What are we doing on the court, and how am I going to sell this team to you? And uh, that's all great. I, I don't know if it's necessarily all on the up and ups legally, because there's got to be some sort of like, well, dude, as a player, you're not allowed to start doing this until you're out of the league and, and, and talking about owning a team as a player is crazy. But I also think that this is, you know, a great indicator that LeBron will not go anywhere other than Cleveland. Wearing that Cleveland uh, or nowhere shirt yeah. at the finals was awesome. And this is really. LeBron's opportunity, he talked about it earlier in the year, um, he's always chasing the ghost. He's always chasing the ghost of Jordan. There's never anything that he's going to do. Dude, he could win the next three finals in a row, and people are still going to be like, oh, he's not as good as Jordan. But in six straight. He's not as good as Jordan. He's not, I mean, he's not as good as Jordan. He lost, dude, he lost in the finals. Jordan never lost in the finals. So he's always going to be chasing that. It makes that. me so mad. People have, dude, people have no understanding how good those Bulls teams were. Like, you know, dude, the year after Michael Jordan retired, the Bulls won Two less games. Two less games without Michael. When LeBron left the Cavs, they fell off of a cliff. Le- dude, uh, it, uh, it makes me so mad. Dude, LeBron's the gr- dude. He's the greatest. So, uh, in, in the sense that he's never going to be able to capture Jordan on the court, he can beat him at being an owner. There's no question about it that LeBron can be a more successful owner than Michael Jordan, which would make him. I don't want to say a better basketball mind, but at least it would add argument to why is LeBron the greatest basketball player, greatest basketball mind on the planet that ever existed. This will be able to kind of you know help his argument. I mean, he's definitely the best basketball mind on the court still right now. I think, um, I, you know, I don't, I don't know about Michael and all that, but I think right now, for my money, LeBron's probably in game, probably the most heads up, smart basketball player on the court. Would be my guess. But I, I could be wrong about that. But he seems to play at a very intelligent level and um, very selfless, would, likes to pass the ball, likes to get people involved, likes other people to be part of the game. That was never Michael's bag at all. It was, it was Michael or nothing. And again, Michael left the Bulls. They lost two less games. They won two less games. So, I mean, dude, you take LeBron off of a franchise and they normally fall off a cliff. So I think that that kind of settles that argument of Michael V. LeBron. At least for me, it does. We'll start the final hour of the program. We will do it next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9 around 9.30 this morning. We'll get you hooked up with those Gallagher tickets. He's playing tomorrow. Pals Theater there. Those tickets will be up for grabs at 9.30. Are the numbers you need for those. We're online at WRQK.com, and uh, I said this earlier, and I mean it, ladies, if you fantasize about kicking your husband in the balls, there's a great video of a woman that gets to do it up at WRQK.com. It's amazing. I mean, as a guy who just hopes he never gets kicked in the balls ever again, because it just, even looking at it makes it hurt, that was one of those videos where I felt bad for that dude. So Halloween's over, yeah, right? It's already the fourth of November, but these crazy Halloween stories still keep coming out. The this costume went wrong stories keep coming out. So I read another one of these here of two employees at a Virginia high school. And one of them, one of the employees is the principal and they're under fire for their Halloween costumes. 
Now, I'm going to stop right here and just say that if you're in the educational field, that next year, if I were you, I would just stay away from dressing up while going to school for Halloween. I would just stay away from it because I think you're going to, I just think what you think is okay, other people have a different line, and I just think it's bringing weird things in. Why risk your lifeline, your career, over wanting to dress up for Halloween? But photos of Robert E. Lee High School principal, Mark Rowicki, are uh, showing him dressed up, suit and tie, and a red Make America Great Again Trump campaign hat. Okay. Dressing up as Donald Trump for Halloween. Meanwhile, the school secretary, Stephanie Corbett, was photographed wearing a blonde wig and an orange prison uniform, seemingly in an effort to make the Hillary for prison costume. Now, some parents were left appalled, is the word, at the pair wore a politically charged costumes to school for Halloween. Now, see, this is why I'm telling teachers next year just to stay away from it. Because I don't think that this speaks to their politics. I think that this... It, now, it could. It could. But what it could be is it's just two people looking to pick the, the, the most topical costumes for the year. Now, what I would say to that is is that I think that the woman needed to just be Hillary, not Hillary in a prison guard. And then you'd have more deniability on it. Well, yeah, and then you would honestly have a pretty decent like, hey, no, these are the candidates that we have for president, and we are an institution of learning, and this is appropriate. It totally would have been appropriate. Um, as soon as you start throwing your politics in it, because you are, it, by, by, by saying Hillary for jail, you are throwing your politics and it. would be the exact same way if somebody did did the opposite well, to they, Donald Trump? Are they throwing her, their politics into it or other people's? I don't know. I, I, I you know what I mean. I think there's a there's a there's a sentiment out there that people want her in jail. Yeah, but it's at least and at least it, it appears to be an endorsement of, of, of your of that side of yeah. the argument. It does. It does do that. The principal says here that they, they did not get any complaints from students, parents, or faculty, but one parent wrote that she was floored by the school's officials' decision to dress up in those costumes as the presidential candidates. The fact that any school official would think it's okay to dress like this leaves me appalled and floored, she wrote. Now, one other parent said there's nothing unprofessional about the costumes. I think it probably is the jail suit. Yeah, there's, you know, I'll agree 100%. If you just dress up like the two of them, you'd be fine. Yeah, I don't see a re- I don't see a reason to freak out about that. I mean, it's school. Like, if you can't dress up as people trying to be president for Halloween, then what are we doing Halloween in a school at all for? Uh, well, right, right. Or what are we doing Halloween in a school for all? And there shouldn't be such a negative stigma around politicians. Like, if if you wanted to be Barack Obama and John McCain, it would have been fine as long as you don't start introducing like, hey, here's my personal politics on something. I mean, you know, if they would have done Donald Trump and instead of a Make America Great Again hat, he had on a Make America Great Again like hood, like a KKK hood, that'd be wrong. There's no question that that's wrong. Well, he's a racist and that's why. No, you don't get to interject your personal feelings on this. School superintendent had this to say. The particular costumes worn by two employees were in poor judgment given the current political climate and the extraordinarily strong sentiments for the 2016 presidential candidates. Eh, I don't like that. I don't like that because that's making it sound like you shouldn't have been either of those people. And I disagree with that. I really do. I get that Trump's like a button pusher and I get like he offends a lot of you. And I understand that. 
So does Hillary, though. But yeah, but so does Hillary. And then there's the guy who not only is, but dude did vote for her, right? Already I voted feel, for her. I, I feel pretty confident in the fact that you worked for the campaign. I feel like you, you can say you voted for her. I'll be, uh, I'll be out there working for the campaign all weekend, too. So, dude, they're certainly they're two very divisive characters. No really question are. about it. Yeah, they really are. But you should be allowed to do it. It's not like it's inappropriate. I, at some point... Now, look, I have a negative, not negative, but I just don't care about Halloween the way all of you do because I didn't do it as a kid. I just wasn't allowed. I grew up super religious and I wasn't allowed. Okay. But at some point, don't you just go, I've seen enough people get in trouble for Halloween costumes. I'm not doing this. And what's it worth to you? You know what right. I mean? Like, what is it worth to you? Especially in the professional setting. Now, what's th- the reward for the risk? Now, if this was, you know, this principal and this secretary went to a party, like went to a, you know, a, an adult party, well then fine. You wear whatever the hell you, you want. Do you think if, the, if that principal and that teacher were seen at an out-of-school function dressed that way, and photograph, do you think that there would be people in that community that, that would want those those people punished for that? Well, dude, there's people in every community that want everybody punished for everything. No, no, I'm, I'm going to punish them. But that would not be right. Um, Right. Depends. Because Hillary in a prison uniform isn't the same thing as like when Jason Eldine dressed up in blackface. That's right. not the same thing. Uh, and, and obviously, depending on the context of where they go, if you're at a private party... You are, you're at a private party. If you're out like in the public realm, you're still a representative of the school at that point. Private party even, dude, somebody's going to say a photograph of you makes it public and you're still a, a member of that school. I'm telling you, there's a way to argue it well, all the way down. Yeah, and I mean, once you start putting photos on Facebook or something like that, then y- yeah. Which, what photo of you isn't going to be on a social media site But now? in that hypothetical sense of you go somewhere that's private and it's not going to be shared on Facebook or something, then you can do what you want. But once you start introducing things into the public realm, you are a representative of your job, especially a job like this, all the time. Yeah, the, orange, the orange jumpsuit's where it went too far. That's really where it went bad. We'll give you guys those Gallagher tickets next on Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Sansbury here for CSE Federal Credit Union. I've been banking with them for a few years now, and I absolutely love how local and how convenient they are. CSE offers me a coin counting machine in every single one of their locations. So I can just go in, turn in my coins, and I get to keep all of my money. They charge members of the credit union absolutely zero to use it. Non-members, you're paying just 5% to use it. That's far less than what you pay at the grocery store using those coin machines. I like it. I just put my coins in there. I get a receipt, hand it to the teller, and the money gets automatically deposited into my account, which is going to be helpful with the holiday season coming right around the corner. Check out more info at csefcu.com. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Your next chance to get $1,000 richer happens with Fishhead at 10 a.m. with Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout. Your next keyword comes up at 10 a.m. with Fishhead. We sit here Friday morning. It is first Friday. Oh, yeah. It is first Friday this evening. I didn't even think about that. And uh, this is, I, I believe, the official re-grand opening of uh, the new Buzz Bin. It is. You'll be able to take a look through there. And uh, Mike, the owner, walked me through there a while back while it was still under construction. And I got a little little peek at it as it was almost finished. And it looks amazing. I can't wait to see how it's all worked out now. But uh, first Friday this evening. And so I know a lot of you are going to be downtown who aren't normally. And you're going to be out and you're going to be drinking and you're going to be meeting other people in the bars. Right. And I wanted to run down some numbers on STDs for you. Well, great, Sansbury. Before you start just thinking about, you know what, this person's cute. I'm going to take them home and I'm going to, well, we're going to, well, we're going to bump the uglies. I want, I want you to have information. You might have ugly bumps on you after that. Dear God. It's possible. 
The Center for Disease Control, the CDC, found a recent spike in STI, such as chlamydia, is up 6% since 2014. Gonorrhea is up nearly 13%. Syphilis up 19%. Um, Syphilis, a very serious disease there. If you don't get that treated, you're going you to die. die. Yeah, yeah, you could die. You're going to die. But CD says that almost 20 million new STIs occur every year. Um, I can't say I'm surprised by that number, you know, considering how many people have sex and how many adults there are in the country. Um, I can't say I'm surprised new 20 new million cases every year. CDC says that almost 20 million new STIs occur every year, over half of them, so just over 10 million, afflicting people between the ages of 15 and 24. Yeah. Yeah. It's about right. Yeah. All right. You're going to be a little bit more sexually uh, risky the younger you are. I would imagine on average that's probably true. And they say here that the reason that the millennials are catching STIs quicker is because many of them just simply are not using condoms. And uh, Dr. Hansa Bavarga, a WebMD medical editor, says we are definitely seeing young people who do not practice safe sex. She's a pediatrician based in Atlanta. In a casual relationship, if a person feels like they know the other person, they are less likely to practice protected sex. That's true of all people, yeah. not just young people. Yeah, I mean, I, one of the things I've always said about my condom usage is like, I, I, you know, when I was single, I was very good about wearing condoms until like we'd had sex three or four times. And then I'm like, eh, well, we've had sex four I times. Know her and and do day. We're almost kind of dating. And then that's, that's a terrible idea. I was going to say, it's, it, that's really not a good system because not at all. I'll be honest with you. And this includes your husband and your wife. If you're listening and you're married, you don't really know the sexual history of anyone. Everybody. Okay. I, I you know what? I shouldn't say that. A lot of people lie about their sexual history. Guys sometimes will lie and say they have sex with more people to try to because the, the, there's been that theory and that, that makes you manlier. It doesn't, by the way, guys. It doesn't. But makes you lonelier. But but men have lied about, and then there are women who lie about the amount of sex partners they have because they're worried about being shamed for sleeping around. So you don't really, I don't think there's ever really a way to know unless you you know grew up together. You were the only people that you've ever dated, but still, there's cheating that happens that you don't know. You can't ever really know the sexual history of the other person. What you can know, and what I will encourage to anybody out there who's in a relationship or at the beginning of a relationship or getting ready to get into it, go get tested together. Um, I know it sounds like oh dude this could be terrible because what if I have herpes and she doesn't know about it but then at least you know about it It, it, when me and my girlfriend started dating and obviously this was much more for me than it was her like it was much more like hmm I wonder who's going to be the problem here (laughs) the guy who's whoremongered his entire life or my sweet beautiful innocent girlfriend Um, uh, right now dudes in Fairless are just (laughs) laughing spitting coffee out on the dash of the (laughs) F-150 sweet (laughs) innocent but you know there was the point where it was like all right, we're having sex now we need to figure this out of like, well, are we going to keep wearing condoms forever? Or are we going to take this next step of of having a healthy relationship? So she went to her doctor and I went to my doctor and we both got the uh, got the got the test and, and, and were able to be like, oh, look, we can have sex unprotected now. And you're right. I mean, you never know if somebody's cheating or, or what those situations is. But at least I have some sort of reassurance a baseline of instead of just yeah. like, well, dude, we'll bang it out. And who cares what happens? I, uh, I've been tested with previous girlfriends in the past. It's a great idea. You should do it. I, I get tested whether I'm in a relationship or not about twice a year is about is about my average. I try to do that. I, uh, I, I think it's just good to know. Uh, I've never had an STI, but that's just, you know, that's just me. A 2015 CDC study found that condom use among sexually active high school 
preschoolers dropped from 63% in 2003 all the way down to 57% in 2015. So 12 years, you dropped a, uh, dropped a significant uh, portion there. A study by the same year by Skin Condoms found that 48% of millennials use condoms never or rarely. Ooh. Wow. Mm. You're approaching half of uh, millennials say they use condoms never or rarely? Wow. That's, uh, that's disturbing. Uh, they're really constricting, says Nick, a 31-year-old content manager based in Brooklyn who hates condoms and rarely wears them because they don't feel good. Okay. Now, I got into this argument, not argument, with a young woman the other day who I'm not going to have sex with. She's in a relationship. I'm not. But for some reason, we got to talking about this. And she said she's like, you know, again, now she's married. So her and her husband obviously don't use the condoms. And she's like, dude, condoms suck. It's just not good. And I'm like, I, I don't understand. I've I've had to wear condoms for a long time now. And so maybe that's what it is. Although I had sex without condoms with the last couple of girls that I dated. So, I mean, it's I, I do condom sex to me. Isn't that much worse. It really isn't. Now you're in a relationship. So I understand not wanting to have it with your girl, with your living girlfriend. I mean, I, I, I'll go out there and say, I completely disagree with that. Condom sex is, it doesn't feel as good. It just, in my opinion, it doesn't. But at the end of the day, it, 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 feels it feels better, better than, than AIDS. It yeah. feels better than it feels better than having a baby with somebody. It's I don't not. Want. Well, that's the thing is that it's still enjoyable. Like I could get what? it. Like if you put on yes. condoms and it, and it and sex wasn't fun, then I could get it. Yeah, it's not like it's so bad where it's like, oh, dude, well, you know what? I'm going to risk AIDS instead. No, of course not. You've got to look down the field other than just like, all right, is this going to be worth like seven minutes of orgasmic pleasure to have an STD that could kill me or to have a child that I don't want? No, it's not. So you got to balance that out. It's, I think I'd be crazy to say, no, it feels just as good. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I'm not going to try to sell you that lie. It doesn't. It really doesn't, but it still feels pretty damn good, and it gives you a huge piece of protection. And that peace of mind alone is worth the the, the lack of pleasure. The you know the the decrease in pleasure that I'm going to get. The pleasure of like, well, I'm not going to die, or I'm not going to give this to somebody else, or I'm not going to get this from that person, or I'm not going to have to deal with that. That alone is worth it to me. I'm not going to have to take care of a kid with some, you know, bar floozy that I met, and she's going to have me by the financial oh balls. My God. She's going to have me by the financial balls for the next 18 years of my life. I mean, dude, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to negate STIs and AIDS, and I'm not trying to say, like, well, better than having a kid. But, like, dude, you're out there, and you're just having some random sex with some rando that you met at Buzzman on on, 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 on first Friday and you're like yeah dude yeah, dude I'm gonna raw dog it which by the way I do gotta give downtown I gotta give downtown can a little credit here because Buzzman has been very uh it's been very proficient in providing the randos to me Buzzman's a great place to get that done and that being said Buzzman is a very good bar because they have a bowl of condoms at their bar and if you want a condom go ahead and take a condom so you, smart right, so smart so responsible more like, bars should do that and I, I don't see why it's not at every when bar. you Shine when you do you know what? That's the platform I'm going to run on next year. I think when you sign out your bar tab, they should give you a condom. I think that's a great idea. Little breathalyzer, little condom, make sure everybody's safe on all fronts. I like it. I didn't know. Do they have a bowl of condoms there? Yeah, dude, you can get condoms at Buzzman for sure. Michael, just just making good waffles, selling good coffee, passing out the condoms. Dude, Buzzman Mike, that guy's on it, man. Smart. Just a smart, smart guy. Smart. Man, I like that guy. I'll take that hipster money. Give me that hipster money. <laughs> hey, suspenders, pass it over here. All right, we have Gallagher tickets. He's playing tomorrow, Canton Palace yeah. Theater. Caller 15 at 
243-7625. We'll send you to that and close out the program next. Hang on. No, six, nine. If you thought that AIDS was bad, you ain't seen nothing yet. And all I got to say is it's Friday. <laughs> oh, my name? Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. My katana. Could also be lots of other people. It also could be somebody sitting on their bed that weighs 400 pounds, okay? He's got a burning in his butthole. He's got a fire. He's got a flame coming out of his butthole. Russia, if you're listening, kick the dust up. Because that was the kind of music they used to, to you know, summon demons. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. It's a Jay Pepe's. You know I'm in the room, chilling, kicking like I usually do, drinking. And somebody shot right through my back window, hit me in the chest. And I'm like, there's a dirty little secret. Danny's got something in his pants. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. This is serious. This is serious. This is not a joke. This is serious. This is for real. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. And you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap him. That can make you slap somebody. Like, really? Um, I'm sorry, but they better check themselves before they wreck themselves. You ain't seen nothing yet until you see the flaming butthole. And there'll be people walking around all over America with flames coming out of their butthole. Just want to congratulate uh, the Indians on an unbelievable season. Uh, you guys did something that Nobody would ever think you guys can do. Use this as inspiration and get ready for next year. It hurts because we care, but they need to walk with their head held high because they left nothing on the field. You hear Terry Francona there talking about how the tribe should hold their head up high, and I agree. They had one hell of a season. They far exceeded most people's expectations for this year's uh, tribe team. Might as well be the Browns. Might as well be the Browns. Yeah, people are dumb. Anybody saying that is dumb. Typical Cleveland fashion. Can't do anything right. Might as well be the Browns. Yeah. That's that's loser mentality, and I refuse to have it. That's I just refuse to have that. I think the Tribe did an amazing job this year. Most players are under lock for a while. We have a good young squad. We're going to be competitive for a while, and if you can't get excited about that, then you're just never going to be able to find a way to get excited about sports there. Nearing the end of the program, and I forgot to make mention of this all day, yes. and uh, and I don't want to get out of here without doing it. Okay. Last night, Matthew Fantone was celebrity bartending at TD's on yeah, Tusk, and he was doing it to raise a little bit of money for the Canton Palace Theater. Thanks, everybody who showed up again. And so I decided I'd go out there and have dinner last night. And in attendance was your mother. Yeah. And so I had a long conversation with your mom. Yeah, you did. I was uncomfortable during the entire thing. I saw you standing there talking to a table full of my family, and I'm just like, Yeah, God. it was like your mom, your aunt, your girlfriend, like your cousins were there. Everybody was there. Yeah, it was it was bad. I, I, I was very stressed out during that time. And your mom gave me a piece of information last night that I've been sitting with Jesus. since last night, and it's made me uncomfortable. It's and making it, me uncomfortable right now. I don't even know what it is, but I'm really uncomfortable. And it's made me reflect on my life. Okay. And I, I, I've been trying to think back and think, because she's convinced this is true. And she said to me last night at the table, she goes, Dan, are you sure you don't have kids? Woof, dude. Woof. <laughs> and I was like, what? And for those of you that don't know, Fantone and I went to the same high school. 
We're just, I'm older. Like, I was out, I was graduated before he got in, but we both are from Twinsburg, Ohio. We both went to the same high school. Our paths never really crossed. Our never families really, no. didn't know each other. It wasn't anything like, you know, there was no, before this show existed, we didn't even, we, we didn't had know never each met. other. Yeah, right? had never met. But we, you know, kind of grew up in this, you know, similar neighborhood, went to the same high school and that whole thing. Your mom now works for the said school district. Yeah, she's a lunch lady. She's the lunch lady there. Just slinging out Salisbury steaks and, you know, hand, handing off a little, like, shaking the kids on the head, telling them, telling them to go have their lunch. Yeah, and she she's convinced that a kid that comes through the lunch line every day is my kid. She says this kid looks just like me, has the same mannerisms. And she says, she, what it, I believe the quote was, he has that same devilish smile that he's up to something. So, well, I am always up to something, and I do have that look. I'll give you that. She's convinced this kid is mine. She's talked to me about this before, and I'm always like, Mom, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. She's like, are you sure this isn't Stansbury's kid? And I'm like, no, I'm not sure. I don't know who this guy's raw dogged it with. I have zero clue. <laughs> Oh that's, that's what I'm saying to my mother. I don't know who Stansberry Raw Dogs. What do you want me to say about this? But she has mentioned this to me before, and I think she has in, in her school their kids fourth, fifth, sixth grade. I want to say she says he's about eleven, eleven, twelve. Yeah. is I think what she's told me before. She says about eleven or twelve years old. She goes, "So what were you doing?" I said, "I don't know what I was doing eleven or twelve years ago. God only knows." Yeah, twelve years ago. I mean, that very well could have been like Stansberry. You know, twelve. Years ago, I'm sure it was a good time for you. 2004. You know what I mean? You're probably doing pretty well in the lady department. And, uh, it, it, dude, a, a very possible that somewhere along the line. That's when the previous show started to take off. One got past the goalie, you but, know? But see, I don't. I, was I back in Twinsburg a lot? Then? Yeah, but it doesn't necessarily mean that she didn't bang some whore in Strongsville and then she ends up moving to moving to Twinsburg. It doesn't mean that it was somebody that has lived there their entire life. I mean, people. I will admit, Strongsville was a hot zip for you me back in I the mean? day. Like, it was a hot zip for know, me. Yeah. You know, Stansbury's banging out some Parma whore, and she I, she improves her life a little bit and gets I, uh, gets gets into Twinsburg. Put up a lot of big numbers in both those cities. Right? That's true. Yeah, right. That's true. You know, she marries a new guy, and this new guy's got a job, and says, "Hey, come on, we're not going to live in this crap town, Parma anymore." <laughs> Pretty strict with the condom use. I was. I mean, we just talked about that, but let's you know, let's not pretend that they can't rip or break right. or that they're a hundred percent. They're not a hundred percent effective. And let's not act like at least once you weren't like, damn, dude, I'm drunk as hell. I'm not putting a condom on. Yeah, you that, know what that, I mean? Obviously, that totally happened. So, yeah. but I'm telling you, ever since she said this to me last night, I couldn't sleep last night. It stuck with me, dude. That's been my biggest fear in life. Is that sooner or later somebody's gonna knock on my door and be like, "Hey, guess what? You thought, hey, Mister Selfish, you're always on the air talking about how you get to do whatever you want, get to play golf whenever you want." Bam! Not anymore. Have you ever slept with a chick and then in the somewhat like within like six months she's pregnant and oh my god, it's like oh my god, what is going on? There was a time where I was seeing a woman on the side of her relationship and I didn't know she was kind of like playing both sides against the middle there. And she had been separated from her baby daddy for a while. And then it was kind of one of those things where they would like, you know, separate and then get back together, separate and get back together. And there was a time apparently where both of us were with her pretty much around the same time. Right. And she had gotten pregnant and women that she worked with, I guess she had confided in them that I don't know that this kid's not dance. Like, I don't know for sure. And there are people to this day that still think that maybe her, th- I think it's her third daughter now, could be mine. 
Are you convinced? Are you? I have you... seen photos, obviously, via Facebook and uh, and Twitter and Instagram because I follow her on some of the social networking sites and the like. And it doesn't look like me, but that it she doesn't look like me. Let's clean that up. Yeah, Jesus. but that's, that made me sound terrible. That sounds like a Maury Povich argument to me. Like, <laughs> oh, look at that baby's nose. That baby nose ain't look like mine, dude. Murray nose. Murray. <laughs> hey, what's up, Murray? Murray nose. One hundred and fifty percent. That child is not mine. Murray nose. You don't. Murray? You don't have to vanilla envelope me. Murray knows. Uh, so uh, she claims, I've talked to her about it a handful of times. She claims, she's like, Dan, there's no shot whatsoever. And I was like, I don't necessarily believe you. Um, there, there, there was a time there where, where I know certain things were happening uh, that shouldn't have been. And uh, so I've been a little curious about that. But uh, we talk all the time, even though we shouldn't. And uh, she has, uh, well, she's never hinted at the fact that she would like to see, you know, support in any way she's she just says she's like dan she's like she's not your child i was like oh, okay well good i'm not i don't want to be the father i'm just saying i have heard this rumor from a lot because a couple of her friends swear that it is and hate me because i they think i won't step up and take responsibility it's like guys you don't understand if it was i would totally do that i would totally take responsibility i'm not gonna run from it you know what i mean i don't want to be a dad but if i should happen to have that happen i i'm not the kind of guy that's like pfft Sounds like a your problem to me. Like, I'm not one of those. On this very special edition of Maury Povich Canton. <laughs> Dude, so your mom thinks she has uncovered the great uh, <laughs> the great mystery of my life. I, Dude, I'm telling you, that sat with me all night last night. I could not get over it. I woke up this morning thinking about it. I was like, dear God, I hope that not to be true. Just some chubby little 12-year-old going through the lunch line wearing a Kiss shirt, being all pissed off about everything. Of it course, my- should be pointed out that the only reason that made her think it was my kid is because he went through the lunch line twice. That was the only, <laughs> the only reason she thought it was my kid. We're done for the week. Yeah, we are. We will be back at it live Monday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a fantastic weekend. See ya. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for the Diamond Royale Club. I want you to keep this in mind. They're bringing in one of the biggest names in adult entertainment history. Sophie D will be in Canton at the Diamond Royale Club November the 18th. Now, I can get you hooked up with a VIP party, and I've made this super simple. Just text the word DIAMOND. Add your first and last name to 57739, and we'll get you hooked up with a VIP party. Good for up to 20 people out of the Diamond Royale Club. And like I said, Sophie D in the house at the Diamond Royale Club November the 18th. Check out more at dmclubs.com.